who is uh, ready to rumble. <laughs> this is fucking hyping me up. Drake, uh, this is such a treat. Bam, we're live. Eight seconds late. JR, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? Have we ever met? No, sir. Okay, well, then I'm going to button up a couple of these buttons then. You wouldn't let him on the podcast, and Brian's been asking for months. Years. What was the, years. What was the reason? I'm sure it was valid. What was the reason? He's a master. He's a master, and no one cares about those guys. <laughs> so uh, JR, you got, tore, you got tore up pretty good in the comments the other day for your uh, texting while being on the show. Fuck it, the <laughs> crowd. Dude, killing me. That, that, that noise was there before <laughs> we even started. I just, I just love it how you're trying to make this show better, but instead you're getting just tore up because and blamed for something you're not doing. Yeah, I'm like holding the phone like this, trying not to shake because my computer wouldn't work, and everyone's like, "Why is he texting?" Uh, and, so and, then you, and then, yes, yes, Mr. Friend, hi, good morning, good morning from. I know. Uh, you're you're over in Europe, right? I know it's been a few weeks, but don't you usually unbutton your shirt more the first time you meet someone? Normally, normally. I'm not wearing pants, though. Um, oh, there uh, it is. T- thank you. Uh, Taylor, the, the outline is fucking brilliant, by the way. Thank you. I just, I do want to say one thing about this. There's a, there's a bit of these, this show. So the, I had Hiller on last Wait, week. Wait, Sava, before anything. Why Patrick is this Clark, br- wow. Why is there a bright light accentuating the baldness of Taylor's head? Dude, should uh, I turn that off? Hey, fuck <laughs> you. Let me see if it's better if I turn it off. <laughs> I ask for that in every show. Well, it's the light JR needs. <laughs> There's like eight windows in this room, and this is the only way you can actually see my face. P- people are uh, are lit based on um, how uh, handsome they are. JR is the most handsome. You got the less light, least light. That's way better. Natural okay. Light. There, there's a there's a component to these shows that that's kind of like, uh, 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 in in my mind, kind of crybabyish. It, it's like this. I, yesterday, I give my kids uh, all a tiny little piece of chocolate, and instead of saying thank you, they start fuck, and then they never get chocolate, and they start fucking crying. Um, that who got the biggest piece? And I feel like that there's a piece to that in these shows. I'm all about like supporting the rule book. I'm all about Savan, like Savan, they probably are comparing size because it's, you talk about it so often on your show. That's true. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, Brian is heavily caffeinated and on point <laughs> so far. Brian is a two out of two for three point shots. So um, I just like to throw that out there. Like, like the, the rule book shit really is bizarre when they can't follow the rule book or the criteria or the judging criteria, or we don't know how, how is this guy getting into the semifinals when this guy did better than him? But some of this other stuff, I just feel like, yo, this, these are the fucking co- uh, events. Fucking do them. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, but this well, that, is... Whoa, 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 Seven. Yeah, yeah, that perspective should mm-hmm. be the perspective of all the athletes and their coaches should be instilling that perspective into the athletes. Okay. But there is, I think that there is room for people like us to potentially have conversations about elements of the programming that we like maybe don't like that we could see improvements on or that um you know vary from event to event and the implications that those possibly have okay and and maybe it was just because hiller is so aggressive about it too just in regards to like like that rope climb one which is so strange he's usually so docile what's he so so aggressive about hiller i just um this this whole thing well that rope climb one in specific right 
he really he he really did not like that workout. And I'm just like I'm thinking to myself if I and then well and maybe I get maybe I got moved a little bit by this too. Uh, this evening I'm having the High Rocks champion on Chris Ruglowski or something, and I was watching a video of her and she was talking about the Spartan race competition that happened a few I don't know a few months ago, and she was complaining about the event. She said there was a wrestling event and it was single elimination, and I just reached a point to where I kind of like reached my threshold. I feel like of athletes um, complaining not complaining because there is a i mean there is a there is a place to be like hey the rule was i mean that that i mean uh and, and i'm splitting hairs with uh with uh like the hip and still video you could say andrew hiller was too nice on if the fucking move like that rule book saying you may do this or you may not do this or we don't know if it's a step up or a pistol i mean that's just fucking batshit insanity where is the discrepancy in the rule book in that rope climb workout though but there isn't and that's my point yeah, that's my point. We're now at this point. I feel like we are. Um, it, it makes me. Uh, sometimes I just feel like these shows, like this show that we're going to do, <laughs> you guys have issues with the workouts, and not so much with the rules. No, we don't. Uh, right. Yeah, to a large degree, the issues with the workouts. I think any athlete that has a lot of experience and knows anything about their craft and isn't just you know stupidly stumbled into their fitness will look at a lot of workouts and you just think, wow, I like that. That's a good test. Or I think that's fucking stupid. I think a good example of that is Matt talking about uh, first cut from the 2019 games. He loved that workout and thought it was the perfect workout for what it was intended to do. You don't hear Matt saying when he thinks something's extremely stupid, but you can probably see it on his fucking face. Well, let's use something else. The, the swim event. I think a lot of people agree that the swim event in Africa shouldn't be used in a semifinal. But it doesn't matter. But, but yeah, but for me, I'm like, fuck you, do it. It, it. If there were sharks in the water, I would understand. But there's not sharks in the water. I thought South Africa. I, I love that water. event by the, for the record, Savon. You do? Okay. Okay, so here's my deal with the swim event, Savon. And I'll, I'll allude to you always talking about precedent. Right, right. You tell the event organizers that they have freedom to do what they want, and you let them do a swim. Now precedent's created. So next year, if I want to do a high rocks event, I want to have a massive heat with all the women and all the men in one heat, one hour long test, and then I want to do a lift later that day. I can do it because you've told me I can do what I want. I just have to have a long test. I just have to test endurance. And then when does the next semifinal say, okay, we're going to do a ruck off site. And then now you've set the precedent of being able to do whatever you want and you can't bring that back in. You can't reel that back in once you start. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I hear you on that. I, I'm sort of jumping the gun here, but I have this question for you. Are you a proponent of uh, all the semifinals being the same? Uh, yeah. I'm a, a proponent of the bumpers being much tighter. Let's put it that way. I'm a yeah. proponent of if you're going to have six tests, they need to be standardized and someone who's really good at programming needs to be doing the programming. Otherwise the bumpers need to be a lot tighter and they probably need seven or eight. So Taylor wants his cake and to eat it too. Fair enough. And, 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 and I want the rule book to be followed. If there's going to be a rule book, uh, Brian, what do you have any, uh, do you have any wishes? What do you think about what these two are saying? I think that there is an opportunity to rein it back in, um, and that's you know, and, the, the, and CrossFit intentionally writes the rule book so that they have the freedom to to loosen the leash or pull it back tight when they want to. 
but specifically for this year, uh, specifically for this year, something like this swim, swim. I think uh, what Jr. saying is is like valid. Like, yeah, what what's someone going to try next year? Well, yeah, I mean, for for sure, but the rules could be different next year, and there could, you know, and and as we know, there's often multiple iterations of the rule book within the same calendar year, and you know, what I don't know, and what I would like to know is is what kind of pushback, if any the competitions do get from CrossFit when they submit their original workout plans. Right. Do we know that? Have either of you guys heard anything about that? Well, we know the bumpers and based off of the bumpers, I think they're not getting much feedback. Because you don't think they're very strict. That's putting it lightly. Okay. Uh, okay. So I think that's good. I think that's good. Big picture. Uh, this weekend we have three semifinals. Uh, uh, some people, I don't remember who I was talking to, but someone was saying that this actually, this week is better than, in, in, uh, than all the other weeks combined. So this is a huge week. That, was, Austra- that was me. Okay. Uh, we have Australia, which is huge. Obviously we have Europe, uh, and we have, um, the syndicate, correct? And the, look, we should clarify the reason why this weekend is, is so big and so important is because in each of the next three weekends, there's one of two and then one of two and then one of three competitions that won't have um, the quality and production of a broadcast that the other seven semifinals will have. Those are going to be Cape Town in week two, Far East in week three, and Copa Sur in week four. They will have minimal broadcast relative to the other seven, and therefore there won't be as much content to consume. Additionally, the women's field in the lowlands, by any metric you measure it, is, is the deepest uh, women's field in semifinals, and you have both reigning champions competing this weekend. Uh, um, it's interesting that you use the media coverage as the metric for how big they are. I, I, would, I would focus it Why primarily because I would focus it primarily on the competitors. Like who cares how good the media coverage is in Africa? Like well, because right. whatever number of you know whatever number of uh, viewers you're able to host on site, I don't think there's any sites this year that have the capacity to seat more than 5,000 fans. And on a CrossFit production of this caliber, you can expect to have upwards of 100,000 viewers. It's 20x. And if so if you're missing, if you only have two competitions in week two and two competitions in week three, and half of the competitions that week don't have a broadcast, then that's just a lot less opportunity to tune in and, and find out what's going on. Right. Irrelevant of the fields, but if you add on top of that, the fact that the fields are extremely competitive, especially because of the few qualifying spots in Australia, all of those things stacked up together is why I think this weekend is so critical for the entire semifinal month. I just see it the other way around. I see is the the ice cream as the athletes and the cherry as being the media, but, but I hear you. According, according to Dick Butter, Cape Town's going to be broadcast on ham radio. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. Uh, we'll see. And I mean, Cape Town did have a did have a broadcast on Facebook last year. Yeah, God, and uh, and and I think that there will be a way to follow along with all those competitions. I just don't think that it will have the same level of support and accessibility as the rest of them. I think and you also you- have to note that the quality of the broadcasting is not just what platform they're using, but the relevancy of the commentating, the relevant the the quality of camera angles. Are we getting like a spider cam view or are we watching one person work out for all 11 minutes? Well, that, 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 that part's definitely true. We keep <laughs> seeing that obviously at the, at the games we've seen that for forever. Are you, so uh, Brian, are you commentating? You're commentating lowlands. Yeah. No, I'm involved with the production of the broadcast and we're going to do our best to make sure that the, uh, 
that that doesn't happen. Cool. I believe in you. Okay. So, so it takes a team, but we'll, I'll, I'll try to be a valuable part of that team. As I was saying, the, the semifinals are the first semifinals are this weekend. And uh, to get to the, to get to the semifinals, you had to uh, participate in the CrossFit Open, which was open to everyone. Then from there, you graduated to the quarterfinals. And then from there, you went to the semifinals. Uh, the first topic uh, we're going to hit on. God, you're good, Taylor. Uh, the first topic we're going to hit on here. Yeah, it's really cool. I was freaking out this morning on how we were going to do this. Um because I'm fucking clueless compared to you guys. Uh, let's talk about the lack of variance um, or, or or the well-roundedness of the workouts to get here from the open to the quarterfinals to the semifinals. Uh, do we all agree that we got the right people? Muscle manos? Muscle manos, yeah. Okay, but 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 there still is some issues uh, with variance. And can you explain what you mean by that? The first, yeah, the first example for me, which a lot of people made note before me making no note of it are the first two open workouts. Um, you know, in the first workout, you have an upper body press in the wall walk, you have a jump in the box jump over and you have a pull from the floor with the dumbbell snatch. And then in week two out of three, you have another upper body press out of the burpee, another jump over the bar and another pull from the floor and a deadlift. And when you look at those two workouts, for sure, there's a lot of difference. It's just not a lot, a lack. It's not a lot of variance in movement pattern in, in a three test event. You have 15 workouts and those two workouts of the 15 are no issue at all. You have three events and those are two of them. Then it's a little bit of an issue. And I want to preface that, but I'm not, I, I think the team programming this was rushed. You know, they fired Dave, I don't know, however many weeks before the open. And these, this team of people is probably like, fuck, what do we do? Um, but that's besides the point. Yeah, that's that's the first example for me. They are. Has, has CrossFit ever made a um, statement about uh, about the open programming in regards to Dave being fired, other than the fact that they were his workouts and they were changed a little bit? I don't. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I don't think uh, I haven't heard anything. Okay, and and I think the most valid point, and I think I've heard Brian make this up too, is when you only have three workouts, you have to be extra. Um, what's the word? Cognizant of the movements. Yeah. Anything, Jr. that you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably echo all of Taylor's sentiments and, and also add that for the greater community that's involved in the Open, they have a goal of moving on to quarterfinals, knowingly not going to be competitive in that stage. But when you leave out something that is a little bit more strength bias and testing, it kind of leaves the community feel a little bit empty. You know, people have been working on skills all year, but they've also been working on getting stronger so that they can show that. And with only three tests to have 225 pound deadlifts and ending at, you know, 135 thruster can be heavy or moderately heavy for some, but not really showcase their strength, so to speak. Brian? And that's an, you know, and that's a particularly an interesting concept when you think about how heavily weighted a singular, you know, strength test has been in other formats like the last chance qualifier or an online semifinal or an online quarterfinal that has you know a few more tests than that and one of those is is singularly that and then to have it be so far from that you know in terms of absent in the open you know makes that makes me just ask the question of what is like what is the open actually testing for and 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 I think I even wrote an article about that. Like we might have to reshift our expectations for what the open is going to look like if this continues to be the format for the season going forward. 
I think the bigger question, though, to, to, on top of that is if this is what it's going to look like going forward, is this taking the sport and the community forward or not? You know, there's an article. I forget who brought – maybe it was Hiller who brought this up, but the article um, that Glassman came out with in the CrossFit Journal talking about not sacrificing the difficulty of a workout for the sake of inclusivity. And it feels like that's what the Open's doing now, but is that going to drive the sport and the community forward or just make shit easy? I think, I mean, look, Seven, I don't know if you know how good uh, JR is, but he's very, very, very good at CrossFit, and so is Taylor. And I can, you know, and I'm not relative to these guys. And those workouts were painful and hard for me. And they were, you know, moderately heavy in the deadlift and pretty heavy. Like by the time I got that thruster, I could only do singles. So there's a huge part of the community that is feeling the burden of those workouts in a different way than you guys are. Uh, good point. And I've been super duper clear. I, the the open annoys me because it means nothing. When we have people writing on the cover of their journals, athletes, the open means nothing. It annoys me. And it annoys me that it's only three workouts too. I think it should be five workouts. And you know, and I think probably most affiliates would disagree with that. And I do give a fuck what they say because the events are at their, at their facility, but I think it should be a five week event. And I do, think that Adrian, I do think that Adrian Bosman has alluded to the fact that you shouldn't get comfortable with three tests, even if we keep three weeks. So I would I would expect four scored events next year in the open, even if it's only three weeks long. Okay, that's a good clue. Can you pull Zombie's comment? <laughs> see where I don't see it. I'm excited to see Taylor compete in the adaptive division. Oh shit! <laughs> that's pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> And I would even uh, say, you know, I would even say if 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 you add more tests for the open, then just decrease the percentage that move on to quarters. Ten percent is so big. Let's you know, let's make no mistake. There isn't an athlete <laughs> out on quarterfinals that is saying I would have made it to semis had I made it to quarters. No I, one's saying. I, I agree with that. Yeah. What you're saying? No one is. No one says that. Yeah. No. Right. Right. That's a good point. What do you think? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, there were there were two there were two videos I can't remember. There were morning chocolate videos that I watched yesterday, and one of them I think it was morning chocolate one. Maybe, maybe it was Andrew Andrews, but it was basically alluding to the fact that the semis are also part of a money grab. I think that's a little harsh to say that because I remember when Brian made the semifinals or quarterfinals last year, he was really excited. And so, and so it's really easy to point the blame at CrossFit and be like, Hey, it's a money grab. That's why they're letting 10% of people get there. But the people who get there are, are genuinely excited. On the other hand, Brian did have some concerns early on in the year. Like, Hey, what the fuck? There were, he saw some huge percentage of people who made it to the quarterfinals who don't actually do it. Yeah. But we, we actually were able to do a study and kind of narrow in on, on what, per, what percentage of each kind of demographic of that 10% participated in. Uh, quarterfinals this year and it was more uh, like more uniformly distributed than i thought you know after the you know at the top there was a higher percentage but once you got down to like the third percent through the tenth percent it was fairly similar so so we have two threads going here whether this the, the open um is is what's best for the community and what it's best for getting people to uh for the community and to showcase their talents and what they worked on for the year and what's best for uh, moving on to the quarterfinals. Um, what, this lacking the unknown and unknowable, is this, is this part of the showmanship piece? What, what, what was missing? Uh, the leaks, the leaked workouts. Oh, right. I think the leaked workouts. The leaked, I the actually leaked. liked that shit. I loved it that we were on air and I got to, to at least that. in terms of the open, the, it, it, the example yeah. of the unknown and unknowable, in the open 
are the fact that they change Dave shuttle runs that takes away the unknown and unknowable element of the open that there typically is. Typically, you see in an open something that people have never seen before. In this open, we didn't see anything that we've never seen before. Um, Regular pull-ups. Except, except for a workout leak. Pull-ups, yeah, but pull-ups, that's not enough unknown and unknowable. Am I, you know, exactly, the workout leak. That was, uh, that was new. Um, <laughs> I don't know about the pull-ups. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, Taylor, I've, I've, I've said to many athletes, you know, coaching over the years that, uh, yeah, you know, pull-ups will be in the open, but they're going to be chest bars because it's, it's far too hard of a standard to judge a pull-up. And, you know, that'll change people's perspective. Like, oh, I got to learn those chest bars then. Yeah, but were they thinking, oh, no, 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 noble, let's throw this pull-up in there or let's make it more inclusive. Let's throw this pull-up in there. Uh, th- no, sorry, not that. Uh, this th- this is something that probably should come up periodically throughout this podcast. This only matters because they fucked up quarterfinals. If they hadn't screwed up event three up, no one would be talking about this. And I disagree. I mean, I, I don't know if I agree or disagree, but he, we shouldn't forget. I mean, that was a huge train wreck. I mean, that's a that's the I think that's the, where there were t- fatalities yeah, t- 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 in that one. Well, yes, and to the question that you asked earlier, there are athletes that have missed out on a semifinal opportunity because of CrossFit's decision to declare those scores erroneous. And people around the world have done the studies and and shown that, but we've discussed that at length. I think what Tyler's point is that one mistake is is forgivable, two mistakes is understandable, but when it starts counting up three, four, five, six in succession, that's when people start to get aggressive. Yeah. And, and and they're and they're they're beyond mistakes too, right? There, there must be another word for them. A mistake is that it was that the workouts were leaked, that someone hacked, that someone was hacked the uh, the the PDF URL or whatever. It's not it's not a mistake when people are showing you like, hey, that person based on your rule book, this person should get to go to the CrossFit uh, quarterfinals, and this person shouldn't, and they're not doing anything about it. Then there's like some sort of um, uh, complacent negligence at at best and at worst, um, so, something nefarious going on. What, the thing, the thing that I've seen as being a pattern this year is that there's, it's, there's the inability to foresee a problem and cut it off. And so mm-hmm. you, know, you, you could take a big example, as we've talked about with choosing locations like the Atlas games and South Korea to host semifinals, which we identified potential problems for those areas of the world immediately and thought about potential ways to solve those problems and instead we see a reactive crossfit to that after quarterfinals in the process of seeding the semifinals or you could look at a minute problem like the choice of the use uh, of the use of the word may when describing what you can do at the end of a workout in a master's category and and how athletes interpret that and then when an athlete reaches out and asks you about it instead of taking a that opportunity to take initiative and reach out to the entire community of those athletes and say, Hey, we made a mistake that should not say may you are not allowed to do this movement. You have to do this one. They respond privately, which still leaves open for the opportunity for many other athletes and in that division to interpret it as they will. If, if they don't take the initiative to reach to CrossFit and I don't know why they're not taking the action to cut off the problem on the big scale uh, and, and instead continue to address it, you know, as things are evolving and individually. I can't even believe that's a real story, by the way. But it is. They're they're all real. I know. I I saw it in the rule book. May. What do you think about that, Jr. May? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a shame that that happened because it covered up some things in quarterfinals that, going back to what Taylor said, did bring a little bit of unknown and unknowable. I mean – if you would have had a year that had bench press in quarterfinals and had the other total, people would be saying it was the coolest quarterfinals year ever. 
or because they did double overhead walking lunges. And no one assumed that movement was going to be in quarterfinals. People have been asking for shuttle runs for years as a way to test running in the earlier stages. But because of that, ironically, due to the shuttle run, that whole mix up, now no one's talking about any of the positives. It's all about mm-hmm. how That's a good point. The May thing is just fucking. Some of these stories are just crazy. Okay, uh, and 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 to finish this up, do you have any speculation why we're seeing this uh, this year? Was is it because of change in leadership? Is it because um, someone there is lazy? Is it because uh, things were rushed? Was there a natural disaster? Do you have any speculation on why we're seeing this? It may, maybe it's always been happening, and, and we never we never noticed it before. I think it's. I would like to use quarterfinals as an example, but I think it's a hundred percent the leadership issue. You know, I'm sure that that is a massive intangible that Dave brings to the table. Um, he knows he's a problem solver. I mean, that's, that's been his job for his, you know, his career, his entire, the entirety of his career, he solves problems and he solves problems at a really high level. And I think, unfortunately they took that's, that was probably his creativity um, and his vision and then his ability to solve problems is what they removed when they fired him. And that's not, he also, to put it into context, it's not, I'm sure he wasn't grooming anybody to take his spot because they fucking blindsided him. Um, so it's not anybody who filled in the role's fault. Um, you know, they are, I'm sure as blindsided as he was, but it's, that's, that's a big shame. He, he brought a lot of value and it's pretty, there's a vacuum there. I'd agree, hundred percent, and and not just him, all, all over the company. There's a lot of things that happen when when you lose leadership that I don't think other people realize. Also, it's not just that the leadership is gone, but it's the um, it's the it, it's how it disrupts the pecking order and everyone's relationship. It disrupts everyone's relationship. I hate to use such a bad example, but imagine having a family and uh, and and one of the a family and you have five kids in it. One of the kids dies. Like it's not just one kid died. A little piece of everyone in there is just fucking destroyed and to use quarterfinals as an example of that is they you know dave has talks about all the time that as soon as the games are done he's already programming the games for the next year so as soon as quarterfinals are done from last year i'm sure he's programming quarterfinals for this year and i i'm sure that the guys who are filling in for him are feeling the pressure to not just take the workouts that he wrote and use them and so they're put on the spot and what do they come up with kind of the same workouts as last year and i you know if you look at them side by side it's not (laughs) It doesn't look good. Yeah, there is a war room at the ranch that's all that's in constant. Um, I've been there. Yeah. Okay. So you see, you know that room, the one where all the guns <laughs> the are. Very on long the safe. trip. Yeah. <laughs> one of the rooms where the, where all the guns are on the safe are that you know that war room is. Uh, um, not everyone's allowed in there, and there and it's it's there there were events there for the next five years being programmed for the games and for all sorts of shit. So the the walls are covered. Okay. Uh, is there anything you want to say? Any speculation you have, Brian, on that on, on why this happened? What we're seeing. I'll just defer to the CEO. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, and uh, Mr. Howell, uh, uh, Jared, how, what, what year did you find CrossFit? Did you cross paths with CrossFit? 2012. And, and you run an affiliate? Yes, sir. CrossFit what, what, Crash. CrossFit Crash. And uh, your Instagram account is private? It is not. Oh, I thought I put in a request yesterday. There, there, was, there was a hacked one. There's a hacked one that's private. Oh, okay. All right. Fine. Uh, um, I'll defer, I'll defer to you. Do you have any thoughts since you've been seeing it, since you've been watching this since 2012? Do you have any thoughts on what we're seeing? Is this something that's always been going on and we're just cleaning house a little bit? Is this new? 
No, I think this is a it's it's a new it's a new era in what we're doing right now. Right. We have people like you that can magnify all the things that people walk around and maybe just think of by themselves. Okay. But they don't have okay. to say it and then they start to hear it and they think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is a problem. And so everything is just magnified. Okay. Fair enough. I like that. Give give us credit. Uh um, Taylor, so in, in number two here, there's some examples. Uh, open 21.1 and 21.2, and you made a slide. I'm going to try to pull that up. Is that what we want? Yeah, the quarterfinals workouts, side-by-sides. Is this oh, it? Good. These I was afraid it. these were going to be like uh, stick figure drawings, like the last uh, diagram. Uh, <laughs> um, this is the wrong slide, though, right? No, this is the right slide. This is 20. These are quarterfinals events, and we've taken – event one from 2021 and put it next to event one from 2022 and you look at them side by side and it's dumbbells, strict handstand pushups, dumbbells, handstand pushups, dumbbells, handstand pushups. And there's some difference in the modalities, but or not the modalities, but the, but the movement pattern in terms of the dumbbells, but virtually it feels like the same workout or it feels like, Hey, can I copy your homework, but just change it? Wow. That obvious, you know, I mean, wow. Yeah. And the same can be said for, for event five, all of them, for all of them go to event two. Wow. Holy shit. And, and, and why do we care? Who cares? What, why do we care? Well, the, the, in the years past, there's a progression in the sport from year to year. There's unknown and unknowable. There's variance. That's the core of CrossFit methodology. And right here, you're looking at these workouts and there's no variance, and there's no unknown and unknowable. I mean, the, to me, it's and it, to add insult to injury is event one are the same movement patterns as event one. Like at least make one of them event five, make the order different. I mean, that's kind of easy to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's almost obvious what 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 went down. Yeah, that's speculation, but it's just um, yeah. Haven't they in particular, said? Uh, in particular, you know, obviously these two workouts both have handstand pushups, and I think handstand pushups is one of the movements that it's really it's really easy to have a, a natural progression over the course of the season. And in addition to this, you know, similarity here in the quarterfinals, we also had the new element from the 2021 Open, which was the wall walk, which was you know revisited again in uh, this past season, evolving into a similar test with handstand pushups in the quarterfinals. So it's at two stages of the competition, but back you, to back years. I, I agree. You see progression, but you see progression in one test out of the five. I mean, you look at a regional or, or the games, you see a progression of a movement within the context of a workout that's totally different. Sometimes you see a repeat. All five of these workouts are virtually testing the same exact thing that they did the year before. So the only thing, they, they basically dropped the double unders. And there's no, yeah, for event one, you could just scroll to event two. I mean, you don't have to talk about the events in too much detail. Event two, you have an upper body pull, a GHD sit up, and a pistol squat. An upper body pull, a GHD sit up, and a pistol squat. And the argument to be made is that this isn't a progression, but it's actually a regression. The workout's a little shorter and a little easier, I thought, this year. Uh, Easier because we both have single leg squats. Oh, you think the muscle up's easier than the rope climb? No, I think the volume was easier. Okay. And maybe you're te- maybe the claim is you're testing something different, but No, I think it was all the no, I think it was all the athletes that barely got into quarterfinals or the masters athletes that never do GHD setups and they had to do 150 to 180 and they couldn't walk for three days. Well, do more GHD sit ups. 
You don't, you don't, you say the dot com workout should exceed the fitness of the fittest on earth, not, hey, we're going to make things easier this year so we don't, so we don't make people more sore. Uh, it's Boz's first year and only months after they fired Dave, give, Dave, give him a break. Give I agree. Him a break. I, I, here's the thing. I don't know if Boz is programming these, and I'm not up for giving anyone a break. I agree. It's, I agree with the break. Yeah. I Additionally, Savan, you know as, as well as anyone that, yes, it's his first role in this, you know, in this position absent Dave, but he's been there firsthand seeing this for a long time. Yes. He's but been I, there firsthand, but it also, uh, the firefighter can't show up to my house and it be his first time, like, mm-hmm. fucking going through the window and I give him a break. It doesn't work like that. This no, that's is a fucking... Yeah, that's what I'm agreeing fu- with. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I'm not giving anyone a fucking break. But I think it's important to note that just because Boz is extremely good at being a head judge and has been there for 10 years, it doesn't mean he can just fill in Dave's shoes when he wasn't, you know... 100%, 100%. He has his job for a reason. They kind of threw him into the fire, and that's not his fault. He's doing the best with the shitty situation, I'm sure. Right. And I do right. think he's. I do think he's implied in uh, interviews that he's done that he is very much replicating uh, how Dave handled programming this season by having a display in his garage there that he looks at where he lays out, you know, the workouts over the course of the season, maybe also from previous seasons, and you know, he's using that to help guide the programming for this year. And he's been, and he's been on the seminar staff. For, for for well, he was on the seminar staff forever. forever. Yeah, and he was a flow master, obviously. And then he was uh, creating online uh, uh, seminars. I mean, there's no sh- the guy has no shortcomings. Maybe maybe he it's it's would be easy to argue that he was the best person to replace Dave. He may not even be five percent of what Dave is in that. I don't know. But also, no one gets a break. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone gets like, oh, well, yeah. we're not in that place to give anyone a break. I don't think this isn't um, your wife made you muffins and, and they don't taste good. So you give her a break and say, oh, no, they're fine, honey. It's not like that. And this isn't speaking to, to say what Boz's shortcomings are. It's speaking to how good Dave was at what he did and how big of a fuck up it was to just fire him with no warning. Right. Well, how about the and, defense? And, how about and using the this defense? Oh, the oh, yeah. The timing was a shit show. Uh, how about in this in in in, uh, in whoever's doing the program, Adrian's defense or whoever's doing it, um, that uh, they said that they were going to keep it the same, that they didn't want to rock the boat much this year. I feel like I heard that message. Hey, we're, we're going to try to keep things kind of steady. We're not going to like add a lot of new things. I didn't think that they meant the programming. I thought yeah. they meant more along just on how yeah on how the big picture organization was going to go and the athletes getting to the games that's what i thought i thought they meant the structure of the season and that's what athletes were were complaining about they weren't complaining about new programming they were complaining about hey can we have semifinals for can we can we plan on doing semifinals in may or june and not just not know when we need to travel or can we plan on a three week open can we plan on quarterfinals here i don't think they were talking about hey give us the same workouts as last year so we can practice them all year uh watkins says what if we knew the event programmers were certified this would give the community faith that events would be quality while retaining freedom how do you allow freedom but retain quality what the fuck is certified yeah i agree i agree i, I like the idea though i like the idea of fixing but yeah what is certified That's- he probably has a definition lined up for it <laughs> and it, and it probably, <laughs> he's already written the much. course he's already written the course <laughs> glad, glad you asked i didn't look at this workout And this one, this one is a case to be made that is a bit different, but you still have event three for 2021 has wall balls. Event three, 2022 has wall balls. Event three, 2021 has a monostructural movement and the same for event three in 2022. 
And there is a new element in the run, but you have a wall ball and a monostructural and a wall ball and a monostructural with the added rope climbs, which didn't really matter. I think your case is really strong. What was the, what did you say that basically they've copied the homework? I still am not sure why it matters, but it's, it's, this is, it, it is funny. It's, it, there's a, a comedic element to this. Well, it matters just because it deviates from CrossFit's core methodology and it's not a progression of the sport. It's not making, it's not advancing the sport. It's not making things better. It's not, it's like, it's like going back to the fucking triple option in the NFL. No one wants to watch that. People want to see Patrick Mahomes drop bombs. They don't want to see fucking, you know, I mean, it's just a regression. That's the, that's the issue with it. Football's the game where the, um, the ball looks like that, like two cones put together. Depends on where you're from. Okay. Uh, what, what could you do to this workout? What if they, what if they changed the wall ball height to 20 feet and had the men use a 10 pound ball? They made it a 30 pound ball and you took out the rope climbs and you made it five rounds for time, 25 wall balls and 25 shuttle runs or 20 shuttle runs. 25 shuttle runs. Oh, I mean, you make it a 20. <laughs> so <you> boring. <laughs> well, dude, so is, so is event. I thought event three from last year was amazing. But it was boring as yeah, shit. The round of 16 uh, shuttle runs, I was like mind-numbingly bored. I can't imagine doing five rounds of 25, Taylor. Come on. I mean, <laughs> triple three. That's another mind-numbingly boring wa- workout to watch, but it's a great test. So what do you – we're not – At least you can run – at least you can run in a linear line. Like, <laughs> <laughs> JR, are you on board with this, that there isn't a sort of an advancement? The, the only example I can think of when whenever Taylor says that also, JR, is, and maybe I'm off base, is when that time that Dave introduced the 100 pound dumbbell to the regionals and everyone was like holy shit well that's a great point that you make because that's at the regionals level and the only thing i would push back on taylor by saying is i don't think the quarterfinals round is the round to progress and push the sport forward i think the best athletes above let's say above 100 out of 120 like in north america are going to move on pretty much based on whatever tests you give them but i do think it's important that the next round of competition, and then obviously at the games, the sport is progressed and the needle is moved a little bit. This is some asking what you would change about it. This is something Brian and I have talked about a lot. And it maybe is a bigger picture with kind of the state of the world over the past couple of years, but they pigeonhole themselves so much with the equipment list and what they yeah. can use that it's hard to not be a little bit redundant year to year. You know, Brian made the point, why don't you just say at the beginning of the year, hey, you have a year, if you're affiliate, you have athletes that are going to be doing quarterfinals in the open, you need to get heavier wall balls, you need to have a rower, and you need to have an echo bike, so that we don't have to struggle with the idea of never testing monostructure before you go to the in-person events that send people to the CrossFit Games, where it's tested four, five, or six, or seven times. I would have... Go ahead. I was going to, I agree that the important states should do that at the regional level, but at the same time, it, nobody joined CrossFit because they wanted something easy. People don't go to a CrossFit gym to be coddled and to feel inclusive. People go to a CrossFit gym to be like, what I'm doing isn't working and I want you to make things hard for me. And at the same time, um, the open progress from year to year to year, thrusters, I mean, fuck, look, 2018, was that the year where they did like 105 chest bar and thrusters? That's not brand. That's a little different. And there was like no time cap on that workout. It was like, hey, you get 20-minute time cap, finish it, no matter who you are. 
I, I, I like what JR saying, because you know what? I want to piggyback off that once again, it's because it, it's, it's um the open means nothing. And, and I, I interpret what JR saying is the quarterfinals are just an extension of the fucking open. Like in my opinion, get rid of the fucking quarterfinals and make the open more real. Jason, that's, uh, you know, that's where you can, that's where you can potentially fold in the, the money grab conversation because it, in the sense of the open is tradition has traditionally been five weeks and the length of time between when the start of the open and the end of the individual quarterfinals is now five weeks. And during that five week period of time in both models, you're minimizing the field down to 300 athletes or whatever it is, or it was. And I'm okay with them making money. I know it's fucking expensive running the games, but sell a fucking $100 shirt. You know? And if that's the case, Savan, and, yeah. and, and the Open Plus quarterfinals is comparable in terms of what it's accomplishing to, uh, in terms of progressing the season, then you're actually getting eight workouts in the time they used to get five to do that. I'm missing – am I supposed to jump on a conclusion there, though? No, no, I'm just saying that you can, you, can, you, can, you can look at it in a different way. You can say they're, they're having the same time period – to get the whatever the size field is down to the tip of the spear that are actually competitive for the game spots, and uh, and instead of doing it in five workouts, they're actually doing it in in eight workouts or nine right. workouts. Right. Right. I didn't think of that. Uh, here's the next event uh, I pulled up. Uh, event four comparison. Big difference. There's big difference in the mode in the in the movements, but it's still a max lift for event four from year to year. So now we know next year event four is going to be a max lift. So you better be getting stronger. Right. And finally, uh, the event five comparison between 2021 and 2022. This was also very egregious. A snatch, a burpee, a snatch, a burpee, and a little bit of rowing. Man, I can't believe this isn't being talked about more. This is, this is quite remarkable. How similar they all are. Wow. All right. Uh, Quarterfinal test infographic. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, so that brings us to to what we talked about earlier about the. Uh, God, this is good, Taylor. Thank you, You're saving the show. If, any, if uh, anyone has never watched uh, 2018 trolling the leaderboard episode two, the cross it open week two, you should go back and watch it because Sevan's response to Taylor's uh, layout here is eerily similar to what he did that day, four years ago. Did, why did you give me one that day? Yeah, the, oh. it was the first. Uh, you just printed off my notes from Instagram, basically. This, this and you go, so I don't good. know who this guy is, but we're going to use his notes. And you're like reading me like, oh, this is great shit. Oh, next point. Here we go. I'll be right back. Four years later, same thing. Uh, while Taylor goes and takes a pee. Um, so th- and this is just the opinion portion of this. I mean, he has it so well organized, these notes. Um, do, do we want standardized programming? Is that what we're looking for? For semifinals? Uh, for sure. First, first, yes, for semifinals. Man, I really wish you went on a left before that question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. JR, do you have an opinion on that? Yeah. You know, I, there's something that can be said from a fan's perspective, watching the same workouts week to week to week to week, getting to watch them get faster and faster and faster because the athletes have more time to prepare for them. But there's one thing you didn't talk about. Were the right people at the games? Because they all took the same tests. They all had the same amount of time as their competitive field to prepare. And they all excelled and performed the best on those tests. What I think you're seeing this year with the freedom to 
program the way you want. And then also being given two standardized workouts. In my opinion, the event organizers are kind of hamstrung. We can go ahead and get into this if you want, talking about the two mandated workouts being the lift and the legless rope climb workout. If I'm an event organizer and those are the two tests I've been given, so now I have four to work with. And you get an event like the legless rope climb workout, which in my opinion, and others think so too, is a little bit dated for the level of athlete. You're going to have probably 20 athletes at Syndicate and at Torian and at Lowlands within about 20, 20 to 25 seconds of each other. It's, it's outdated, to put it nicely. So if well, you what, have, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. What's outdated? The workout. Oh, okay. But what, so sorry, when you stepped away, what we're trying to figure out is should we have all the semifinals be the same at every, in, in every uh, region? Every, there's an every argument. Region. I think briefly there's an argument to be made for if they're doing a standard – if they're only going to allow six tests, someone really good has got to do it for everyone or have extremely tight mar- – ah, I think if they're doing six tests, it's got to be one person and standardized across. And if they're doing bumpers or parameters – they got to be really tight and you probably got to give them a little more room, especially if you're going to give them your own two. Uh, what about this? Uh, we, JR also mentioned, uh, are we getting the right guys to go to the games? Uh, you're getting the right, maybe 15 to 20. Out of how many? 40. Wow. What do you think, JR? I, I, I've never heard that. Wow. I think, I, I think that's a little harsh. I think, I think it's probably more like 30. Brian, do you have an opinion on that? Well, yes, but you know, part part of that question also goes to what is the process for determining how many spots come out of each continent to go to the games? Because you know, in the current format, and I've written about this last year and also again this year, there's no room for uh, there's no way to improve the number of spots that you have in a continent unless your open registration goes up. But that's another example of CrossFit failing to think forward because what's going to happen if next year 100,000 Chinese people sign up for the games? Are they going to then get 15 of the 40 spots the following year? Yeah. What if that number is a million? The other thing to be said is what are the right guys and who's, and who's, who's defining that? And that's defined by the season's programming and the emphasis that they place on the 10 general skills. Which which ones are more important? It opens up a whole bag of worms when you. It's getting more and more complex the further we dig into it. Right? Are they the right workouts? Are we, are the are the regions in the right area? Are are the pools of number of people we're taking from each region uh, adequate? Well, yeah. There's a there's definitely a lot to consider, but you can simplify it. So you you know you right you know I'm not entirely sure why they've chosen to make open participation the end all be all for game spots by continent. Uh, you know, there are, I can make assumptions, but I don't definitively know. But what I believe is that it sh- there should be s- at least some element of merit where it's like, no, this region is consistently performing excellently with the yeah. number of athletes they do get at the games, which creates opportunity for them to open up spaces for younger athletes in that region to get to the games and see how they would do. Because if not, we know that there's our athletes like Scott Panchik and Ben Smith and Annie Thor's daughter and Tia Toomey that can just keep taking a spot for six and eight and 10 years. And if you only have two or three spots in that region, then you never have the opportunity for growth in that region at the highest level of the yeah. sport. I agree. It needs, it needs to be way more 
structured and so you know kind of like a meritocracy and yeah. And, and on the flip side of that, you know, with the regions that aren't performing at the elite level at the games, they can lose a spot. And but they always will have an opportunity and always should have an opportunity to earn it back. And and, I, and I've written a proposal for this. Some other people have talked about different solutions. I'm not saying mine's definitely the best solution, but I do think that there should be some performance based, you know, element of who gets to be at the games. I, I don't know if Brian has always said it the same way, but for the first time, I've heard him talk about this, you know, a dozen <clears> times. And for the first time, it hit me. Re- well, maybe this is the second time now that it's hit me really hard. Oh, that's the, just because I haven't slept in 40 hours. Oh, well, you nailed it. And, and I want to give an example and, and help me out here because I know I'm going to fuck it up. But the example he's talking about is just so classic Australia. Tia deserves to go and she's going to go every single fucking year. And then who and then who and then who goes second from there? From that touring pro, Cara. Cara, you know, Cara Sanders deserves to go, no doubt. But then we don't. There's other fucking amazing. And how many go? Three girls go. Three, three. And and, and so we've already lost. Uh, what was the and the, the problem in Australia name? was not accentuated last year because neither Tia nor Jamie Simmons competed there, yeah. so right. they didn't take two of those spots. So you had Cara, Ellie, and Laura Clifton. Well, you know, if you don't know who Laura Clifton is, that's because she chose not to compete as an individual this year. Because she knew she wouldn't make it against the, the, the caliber of athletes in that field. And so did athletes like Marnie Sykes and Madeline Schelling. They're all competing on teams. Their teams are good. And their teams might do pretty well at the games, actually. But they're just eliminating themselves from the in- individual competition because CrossFit has all but eliminated their chances to make it because the top females in that part of the world are some of the top females in the entire world. Yeah, and, and the, the reason- problem is... well, And the reason why this matters is because Australia has a rabid... Uh, uh, super duper active CrossFit community. Seven. And almost every other semifinal is struggling to sell tickets and they have sold out their event weeks before it started. That's fucking crazy. And so if you want growth for the sport, those communities like that should be rewarded. I mean, I really feel it and see it right now. And open participation is not the way to reward them because just based on population percentage, they're never going to match North America. Yeah. But yeah, but, and then the same thing, you look at Iceland, like they should probably have their own semifinal. (laughs) Right, right. I, I, yeah, not, not literally. That's an exaggeration, but I know what you're saying. It's the same thing. No, this, too. Is a good, we, this is actually a good, this is actually a good point. So there can be a place for open participation to influence parts of the season. And one of the ways that that could potentially happen is if, uh, you award semifinals, uh, based on open participation. So as Europe is creeping up and having more and more open participation relative to North America, give them a third semifinal, keep 30 athletes at each one increase their total spots at the games to 12 and just have four qualify from each event. So you get an extra semifinal event, which is an extra spotlight on Europe. You get 30 more athletes in the men and women's field in Europe competing in the semifinals. And they each get two additional spots at the games, which based on the this data and statistics over any period of time that you measure it up to probably seven or eight years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, they've earned those spots. And you have to take away from Africa and Asia to do that, I think. And until and they have an athlete that can, won. that can, yeah. They do. Ha- they will always and always should have an opportunity to get there. That's why I think you should keep something similar to the last chance qualifier. Mm-hmm. And then once they get to the games, if they do well enough, then they can earn a spot for that continent guaranteed the next year. Yeah. I don't know. I think you let the ass athletes uh, go too, and you don't reduce it because because that could piggybacks on what Brian's saying about growth. We need we need more top people to jump on the bandwagon with to get growth in those regions, especially places where, where it's. Easily yeah, justifiable but seven, we like had, Australia. Over the last 
four or five seasons now we've had like you know a, a different iteration every season of qualification process to the games yeah and in every process that's come through no one has been able to emerge in africa and beat jason smith and he's 38 and if he wins again this year it's like how many times are we going to give him a chance and whatever the reasons are this is the games they should always have a semifinal. they should always have an opportunity for their athletes to get there and excel and grow and get that experience but if they can't compete at the games then they shouldn't be at the games word uh jared do you want to get the final word on this yeah, I mean, I think this can lead into the you know discussion of the standardized workouts, the six workouts. Is it the right way to do it? You know, that's where we started this and saying, are we getting the right athletes to the game? But at the end of the day, that's the only question that matters, right? Oh shoot, is that I, I used to be that used to be my my big backstop too. Are we getting the are, are we are we crowning the fittest? You're saying at the end of the day, even at the games, did did we get the right guy at number one? What what it goes back to what are you defining as the fittest? Because at the games, you're defining the fittest. You have 15 events. Most of them are CrossFit, and you're doing enough unknown, unknowable, a few single modality things, and you're saying, yeah, these are this is the CrossFit games. And then you go to a semifinal, and one of the six events is a single modality. And that's 100 points out of 600 points. It's less importance on CrossFit. So I, I think the most important thing is are you getting the right people there? But that goes to ask, what are the right people and what emphasis is most important? And are we sticking to CrossFit's roots? That's an interest. Do you see that distinction, JR? Maybe the same way I am. I think what he's you're saying, did we get the right? If I heard you right, did we get the right CrossFit Games champion? And Taylor saying, no, we need to make sure we get the right people to the event. And there's a, there's a nuance there that's different. No, no. Right? Yeah, I'm actually more so saying what Taylor is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Justin Maduras is the fittest on earth last year. But there are a lot of guys at the games who probably aren't as – there are probably some better CrossFitters and athletes who are more fun to watch that didn't get to go to the games than some of the guys who were there, unfortunately. But that's – you know, do they care about that? Who knows? Hey, those headphones Brian are using are amazing. How much did they cost? I need a pair. Did you – those guys walked in the room. We didn't even hear them. We can't even hear those dudes, Brian. That's, that's because if I do this, it mutes Just everything. Turn- yeah, but even when they walked in, when you had it down, those are those no that those have a noise canceling microphone, also correct. Yes, uh, a guy who wears weird red collared shirts got it for me. I know. I, I I wear this just so people in the comments can start fucking fire up their their attacks. This is like I was, this, I get I was going to uh, I was trying to hold my tongue. I was going to privately request you never wear it again when I'm on the show afterwards. <laughs> it reminds me of your days when you used to work at Target. No, it reminds me of those State Farm commercials. Uh, so so um, the bumpers. So basically what happened this year, for those of you who don't know, is that, we, like I said, we went from open to quarterfinals to semifinals. And um, the semifinals, people are always asking, um, are they programmed by HQ or are they programmed by the event organizers? And this year, it's, some, it's a hybrid, it's, uh, which is four of the events are programmed by the – event organizers and then must be approved by HQ and two of the events are um, have to be within certain parameters. No, two, two of the, of the events, events are exact. Are ex- oh, they are exact. Programmed. They're programmed by CrossFit. Okay. The other, the other four events are within certain parameters and I don't know that the approval was necessary. I think it was more along the lines of do these parameters and 
whatever. There was definitely. Okay, let me give, let me give this one more a- shot since I fucked it up. Two of the events are there's six events at each semifinal. You have to have six. You can't have ten. Six events. Okay, so that's one of the rules. You have to have six events, and two of the events are given to you by HQ. Hey, this is what it has to be. It has to be Fran and Nicole. And these other four have to be within these and these things that oh, you God, guys keep calling. Oh, God, hopefully not Nicole. Ramped these things that you guys keep calling uh, bumpers. So, um, and, and, and we're going to talk about what the bumpers are, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so these are kind of the, the rough Taylor, outline. Do you, do you from know HQ. what the bumpers are? We know what the exact bumpers are. Oh, good. How hard would that be to get? You say that like it would be some sort of like it would be difficult oh. to get. No, okay, right. Because they sent it out to all the, um, I'm assuming, event organizers, the directors of these events. Well, the actual two events weren't that hard to get either. You mean before they were released? I mean, I, I think there was a little bit of discussion going around the community before there should have been. And that's another thing that wouldn't happen in years past. No, um, there definitely wouldn't have been that kind of discussion. <clears throat> but I think it's another thing where they have to send these two workouts out to 10 different semifinals. And so no shit where it's going to get around. Okay. Uh, w- w- um, the CrossFit bumpers, one long, one short, two medium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, is that, that, that's real. You're not, you're not going to expand on those. This is it. This is, these are the bumpers. One long, one short, oh, those two medium. Those, those, no, that was your kids discussing the candy links the other day. <laughs> right. Right. And then it says three of the six events are sub seven. That wasn't a bumper. No, 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 no. So I think Taylor Taylor dumbed it down maybe a little bit too much. I think you can look at the first (laughs) Well, I appreciate it just so you know, Taylor. Now J.R. Howell is going to fuck this all up and say something smart. (laughs) You you can look at the first three weeks and kind of infer that as far as MWG, right, as far as a certain number of modalities per event, that was not given. But what is given is – Everyone needs to have something with some high power output, need to have something that's a little bit more of a sprint and feel, maybe something under seven minutes, something longer, right? Something with a time cap, probably in the twenties or more, which you see at the first three, and then two others that are somewhere in between, which is kind of where most of CrossFit lies, right? Somewhere between like eight to 15 minutes. So if you look at one final, and it's a quartet, right? It's syndicate. It's King Kong 2.0. There's two gymnastics, two weightlifting movements. If you look at lowlands, right? That's kind of a sprint triplet chipper, right? With an echo bike, a bar muscle up, and an overhead squat. And you look at Torian, okay? And theirs is monostructural with a row, monostructural with a double under, and then a deadlift. There's no rhyme or reason, right? They chose to do two sprint triplets at the end with around the same time domain, and King Kong's was a little bit different in feel. It's three rounds for time. So we can already tell that it's not like they said, your final has to be this and has to have this in it. And your long test has to be this and it has to have this amount of machine work. It has to have a high level skill and it has to have a gas or movement or whatever. Where are you? Where, you sorry, real quick. Where are you looking at those? Is that on the CrossFit game no, site you're looking? It just came out of my head. No shit. Yeah, it's just from memorizing the workouts for the first weekend. You should have that looked at. That doesn't sound healthy. <laughs> Seven. The um, uh, the actual parameters were that they needed to have a workout over twenty minutes. They had to have a triplet, a chipper, and a power output workout. Say that one more time. Over twenty minutes, chipper, and a power output workout. And a triplet. Triplet. Okay. 
which are, you know, those are um, very general and, and broad terms that are used to describe distinct styles of CrossFit workouts historically. That's a lot more specific than I, than I thought it was. But I do still think that one long workout, I think saying power output is a fancy way of saying a short workout. One short workout, one long workout, a triplet and a chipper is still way too broad. And I think what I think one way too broad of parameters, but also putting them in way too tight of a box if they're already giving them two workouts that are less than five minutes. Well, and I mean, let's not let's not try to make it seem like they're going to be two different workouts. Most people are going to make the chipper the twenty minute workout. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those those okay. I didn't realize. So those can be mixed together. Those aren't for the four different workouts. A lot of the events. Yeah, a lot of the events made the chipper the long workout. And so, and I do know that there was there was a requirement to submit the workouts to CrossFit within a certain time frame, and then CrossFit had uh, you know the opportunity to respond to those. Uh, I don't know if there was a I don't know if there was a back and forth if it you know if they submitted them, got the feedback, resubmitted, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know exactly what that time frame was, but there what the workouts did have to be submitted to CrossFit at some point. Returned and then finalized. I think three steps. I think I to me, fitness in Cape Town swimming workout is proof enough that there wasn't much back and forth. It was kind of yeah, do whatever you want. Why? Why do you say that? Because one out of ten of the semifinals assume I'm making an assumption because there are a lot of events that haven't been released yet. But even two out of ten, or three out of ten, or even half. We We can say one out of five so far for sure. One out of five semifinals that have swimming and the others don't is a massive mistake. And that workout isn't a CrossFit workout. That workout is a swimming workout. All of those guys can lunge with a sandbag that weighs 100 pounds. A lot of them are going to suck ass swimming for 500 meters. And the person who's the best swimmer is going to win that event, without a doubt. Do you have an issue with this swimming workout, JR? No, I don't really. Um, this is where I kind of disagree with Taylor. We've, we agree on the fact that it seems like the only single modality test that's ever at the semifinals or regionals level is weightlifting. And we wonder why more oftentimes there isn't a single modality gymnastics test, like 50 muscle ups for time, or there isn't more of like a triple <laughs> type event to balance that out. But if you're going to have one sixth of the test be strength and let's not just say strength, let's say strength under no fatigue, yeah. And you need to have kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. So where we disagree, though, is where he thinks that those types of tests, for the most part, the single modality um, swimming tests or swimming in a workout needs to be reserved for the games. And I always push back and say, why don't you want to make sure the guys that are going to the games can swim? Before they, I agree. Before they get to the games and none of them can swim. Well, I agree with that. I just think that if you're going to do it for one, you have to do it for all 10. You can't say, oh. One event gets to swim, the other nine, you guys can all suck at swimming. Just because it's a little more of a niche, monostructural skill? Well, yeah, I think it's something like a, like a flip sled. If you're going to have it at one event, have it at all. Or something like, I mean, when they do that in Or a torque years, tank? Uh, I don't like that as much. I love swimming and I love the flip sled independently. No, but I'm saying as an, as an element. Like yeah, the yeah, yeah. tank is showing up at a couple of them, not all of them. Or a, know, yeah. I've been saying the same thing about a ring muscle up or a strict deficit handstand push up. They, they exactly, or a parallel handstand push up, or a pegboard. If one event's going to do it, they all because it is so unknown and unknowable. It's not like a thruster versus a wall ball. Eh, not much of a difference depending on the load. 
I think the torque tank is the antithesis of what competition should be. I agree with that. The fucking <laughs> joke. It's a, how how competition's about me against you, and we're rewarded for our effort, our strategy, exactly. our tactics, and, and that it's a. <clears throat> I, I, I did say I did like this that the Hiller did show that like there is the only element in the torque tank that offers that is is if someone quits. Maybe but that's torque- fucking lame because then it's not in your control. It's if you do well or not, it's in the other guy's um, inability for being a, or the other guy being a pussy. I, re- I, I, I seriously cannot fucking believe that's in the, um, in a competition. Maybe torque tank can change our minds to send us a couple sleds and we use it and we get to try it as out. a training implement. Fuck. It might be the greatest thing ever, but as a competition tool, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Hey, but wait, didn't they, um, <laughs> last year from, Week one to the Granite Games, Taylor, didn't they choose to put the torque tank in neutral and just add the D-ball to it so that you would be rewarded for effort? No, it wasn't in neutral. I believe it was on a one or two setting. Neutral is like pushing a, a red cart that you pull a kid around in. It's no resistance, and it's just like pushing a cart with wheels. Uh, the one or two setting is like a really minor amount of resistance, and I think they put the D-ball on it so that the tires wouldn't slide across the turf. I'll tell you about money grab here, too. If there's anywhere to point out money grab, like I'm all for everyone making as much fucking money as they want. But this this fucking thing, I think the only reason why this thing is in the event is because they're a sponsor. For because sure. Cro- and CrossFit, I think, is really hurting for sponsors. And I think the um, semifinal directors took the brunt of that. I don't. I, I think just, that they got their ass whooped. I think that everyone, if if you are at one of these events, and you, if you if you're at one of these events and you see the director, uh, um, uh. uh lift up your shirt and flash them because they, they fucking, these guys are fucking <laughs> He's heroes. Talking to all they, the guys out there. Yeah. All the guys. <laughs> if you've got a six pack and you want to show the, the director, <laughs> seriously, these guys are the people putting on these events are fucking heroes in the community. It I is don't, nuts what they're being, the stress they're being put under this year. This is speculation, but I, I think it's a different reason that they went and, and sought out the torque tank or the torque tank sought them out. And I think that reason is because of the complaints of like uneven turf services and different lanes having different advantages. So they give you a sled with wheels and they eliminate yeah, but the semifinals. Track. I mean, they're laying the floor with, with rubber. Yeah, I know. But I well, then use a fucking wheelbarrow from Home Depot. From Rogue. Yeah, wherever. It's fuck. It's it's uh. It's it's just fucking nuts. Uh, but Brian, uh, final. Um, uh, I have something to say about the swim. Also, what do you think about the swim? Uh, Taylor says so. It sounds, seems like the argument here is just Taylor's like, if it's going to be at one place, it needs to be at every place. Jr. is saying, hey, we need to know if people can swim or not before they get to the games. I asked around to some people I know who have some games experience, and they said swimming has no place. I agree. In the semifinals, period, anywhere, ever, and I think that that person, uh, that's that's a cultural mindset. Uh, you know, but do you have any thoughts, Brian? Who'd you la- who'd you ask, Orlando I, Trejo? I, I yes, thank you, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Roy Gamboa, I asked both of them. Yes, um, I like. I actually like the workout. I think it's a great workout, and I think that it's you know sneaky, especially if you're a marginal swimmer. Because it take you know the skiing will take the the arms away a little bit in the lats, and then you get the the lungs and the legs with the sandbag hold as you do the lunges, get back in the water. That's an uncomfortable feeling for a lot of people, but I like it much better as a test at the games and semifinals. Yeah, big. So you're saying specifically as a workout, you like it, but 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 Jr. and Taylor were talking big picture, like the the the, the either cultural or testing significance. I would or say the that, that swimming the, is yeah, I would say that swimming is in the category of of movement or test. That if you're going to have it at semifinals, you should have it at all the semifinals or none of the semifinals. Can I give one closing thought on this too? Please. I think 
over our, what matters to me more than anything is that the six standard events are CrossFit. And if you're going to test single modality out of one of those six, then it doesn't matter what single modality you're going to test. Cause there's an argument to be made that something like climbing or something like swimming or something like running are way more important as a human being to be able to do than a one rep max back squat. And you look at the context or the history of human movement, like how do you navigate the earth? I mean, we, you know, that's why I think a pegboard is great or a legless rope climb is super important and it should be, it should be weighted as much as or run, or running a mile. Exactly. It should be weighted as much as a lifting single modality event. Certainly maybe not more. There's an argument to be made that maybe more, but if you're looking at the 10 general skills, at least as much and certainly not less. And so it's my opinion that the six events should be CrossFit at a regional. None of them should be single modality. And you bring the single modality at the games when you have 15 events to balance it out. And you can bring multiple iterations of single modality. Exactly. Tests. You can do weightlifting. You can do gymnastics. You can do a run, swim, run. Not uh, a, Justin, not a Justin uh, we are still trying to figure out. Yeah, he just got someone sent him. <laughs> someone sent him the link like the uh, CrossFit press conference and people just he just showed up. So we're trying to be polite. He's handsome. We're, we'll deal with it. I'm a nobody. Uh, Justin. uh uh, se- semifinal events so far syndicate um heavy machines bias um w- with uh no high level skills that you would like to see at this level um that would possibly separate them true false uh how would you like to weigh in on that brian i mean they have a deficit kipping handstand push-up and they do have a moderate number of ring muscle-ups but yes it's generally lacking in high scale movements especially at the rep volume relative to uh the monostructure elements and the excessive amount of squatting that's being tested. Can you give and us some examples of these high skill movements just for those of us who don't know shit? JR. Like what? Yeah, because this is actually, this is actually a good segue in, into the standardized workouts. Because if I ask Brian and Taylor to name five high level gymnastic skills, they're going to say legless rope climb, right? Is one. Well, okay. like I said, the event organizers were already given that test. Okay. So, they're not allowed to say, well, can we make it 15 rounds or can we make it 20 rounds or can we change it to pegboard or can we make it um, to every round? So exactly. when you say, just to be clear for people listening, JR, when you say they were already given the test, those were two of the six that were, were mandated. mandated yeah, correct. Okay. Okay. So, so if you say, you know, there's lack of, of high skill and then now you're, now you're thinking as event organizer, okay, well, they're telling me to test upper body pulling strict strength, whether I think it's an appropriate test or not, this is already given to me. So what can I do with it? Not so do I need to, you know, what other skills can I pick to balance that out? Because something that Dave would always do. And I thought was so cool is that year to year. Sure. As Taylor was saying, you know, monostructure, I mean, single modality workouts, right? There would be a lift, but think about in 2013, it was, a three rep max overhead squat with a transition into 30 burpee ring muscle ups for time. So you had those two single modalities, but they were back to back in a way that the person that could lift the most, if they couldn't recover and get ready to do 30 of those, they would take a hit and vice versa. In 2014, or yeah, I think it was 2014, they did hang snatch, short transition into max handstand walk. Something I thought about was CrossFit could have just said this. 
the complex has to be event one, two minute transition, event two. So cool. So you're testing that. Explain that to me one more time because I'm not fully getting that, but I explain that work. So I think a lot of other people might not not be getting that. Okay. So uh, CrossFit gave those two workouts, right? The three, two front squats, one shoulder overhead, and the 10 rounds for time, legless rope climb, shoulder run as the mandated workouts. But they said you can put them wherever you want. Instead of saying you have to put the lift as event one and you have to put the legless as the final for event six. I'm saying... For the event organizers, even if you just take those two tests, this is another topic of making it seven workouts. Yeah, seven. But you four. put those first two. You say event one and two <laughs> are those two workouts, but this is how you serve it up. You do the lift. You transition two minutes. You do the legless rope climb workout. They're scored separately, but now there's a little bit of strategy. There's a little bit of Hey, is the guy who lifted the most going to finish last on the legless event? You do something to make it a little bit more 2022. As or what, was the, what was the other event that they gave? That's why I'm not understanding. The, they, they get, those were right. the two, the lifting they, event and the legless event. And which, gave, what's a lifting event? Tell me what it is. Three cleans, or sorry, three cleans, two front squats, one jerk. And I think, okay. better, right. I think JR's idea is amazing. I like it even more if you do the legless event first, two minute transition, three attempts at the lift. Sure. The only hey, did the, anyone do uh, that? Did any of this? Can any of the semifinals no. still do that? Can, no, could they, they can't. do that? They can't. Well, they they could, but then then you have two events that are in a, a a thirty minute window of each other, and then you can only do four more events. I think what Jr. is saying is that would have been great as a two scored one event test, and you have five additional separate tests and i love that idea that's an amazing idea yeah and i think there, yeah there are some new there are some nuances of it that that might not be pleasing to athletes because of the format that they're mandating the lift where it's two then two then two then two if you lift first and i lift last i have a lot less time to recover from my last lift before that rope climb event so you make it a little different but i think that yeah the yeah you, could, idea. you know there could it, it could have been framed that way and it would have been clever and creative and i think received generally more positively well, that's an easy fix. Oh, but 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 theoretically, someone still could do it at one of the semifinals. You would just score them as two separate events, and then have four more events, and you're at six, right? Well, that's yeah, but then you just you kind of. I don't like that. You okay. need if you do it as a two part one event, and, so, and I mean seven. The the other like obvious reason that you're going to have two uniform workouts is so that once you have the the eventual. A list of games athletes that you can look back at those two workouts and say okay well of these 40 guys that, that eventually made it to the games who was the best lifter and who was the best on this legless rope climb test but because they're in different orders of the competition it's not an apples to apples comparison because you're going to see guys here in the lowlands that are fresh legs and ready to go running fast and jumping up that rope and you're going to see others that are doing it and af- after a, a, a horrible brute beat down workout day uh, day one event one uh, over in Australia and they're not going to be as fast. I think right. the other thing to note is we already know they're all going to be within the same time domain and it's not enough separation on the legless event to really mean anything. And I think the other thing that I just find ridiculous is we already know who's going to win these lifting events because Rogue Invitational did this event, uh, Dubai CrossFit Championship did this event, and Wadapalooza did this event and we've seen a lot of those guys at all three of those events and there's nuance a little different each complex but we've done a clean and jerk complex at three of the massive 
off off season events and we know what's going to happen. How's that exciting? Griffin Raleigh's going to fucking crush it. Guy Mayeros and Andre Hude are going to be the only two people that I'm going to enjoy watching because they move so well. Everyone else, it's going to fucking hurt to see the re-rack. <laughs> I mean, that's, we know what's going to happen. That's crazy. Hey, I wonder if you're going to see this at the games too. Probably. Oh, yes. well, yeah. uh, what do you like about the programming at the Torium Pro? Um, I love the chipper. I like the chipper and the use of the axle bar. I like the interval event that they have. Axle bars at Lowlands too. Yeah, well, the deadlift. I and I like I like the axle bar deadlift. I think that's a little more traditional. I think them doing an axle bar thruster is a little is cool and is gonna and is gonna fuck some dudes up um, in a good way, not in a bad way. Uh, I like Lowlands too. The only thing I didn't like about Lowlands was the time cap. But I think if they, I think I think I know. I have some insight on, onto that. I know a lot of people are yeah. concerned about the time I lo- cap. I love your yeah. press workout. And uh, basically, they wanted to program that workout that was going to be really difficult for most of the athletes to finish. So, yeah. And because of the way they have it laid on the floor, you'll still be able to see, because everyone will get to that last set of devil's press, and then they'll have to advance every five. So you'll still be able to see the story uh, you know, unfold as the time cap hits for most of the athletes. And with that context, I love the workout in and of itself for sure. And I think BKG and Lazar, I think they finish it. I don't know about anyone else, but... And, and they've tested it multiple times. I mean, it's meant to be tough, but yeah. it's a, like, it's a great example of the fact that everyone's asking about that workout and I wouldn't have known if I wasn't involved on the back end of it. But, um, I think that that's something where we can have, uh, you know, more opportunities going forward to maybe talk to event directors in the lead up to these things about some of the programming. So we can, you know, maybe get some of those insights. Um, because there's oftentimes our thoughts that go into some of the programming that look kind of suspicious or unusual to most people and, and rightfully so. But once you talk to the person, you get a different perspective. And I will say this, I love, I love a tight time cap way more than I like a fucking 11 minute time cap for a legless run. I mean, that's, and, I'll, and, there's, and there's two other things about tight time caps. One is it's way better to have one in an individual competition than a team competition because no one knows what's going on in the team competitions or they know a lot less of the athletes and teams on the floor anyway. So yeah. you want to have people finish so they can at least see who the top teams are. Yeah. And secondly, if you're going to have a time cap that's tight, have something at the end of the workout where you can still see on the floor who's, who's ahead the of visual, you. The visual, yeah. <clears throat> I wish I, I wish I, I knew how to, to traverse this on on the internet so I could pull up these events and we could look at them. Too bad Caleb or, or, Will Suzer, or, or Suzer. I didn't want to work that hard and give you all that. Sorry. No, 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 no. You did fine. You you did. Hey, I yeah, you did fine. So it's not on you at all. Were you going to say something, Jer? No, I hit it. Okay, good. So so we like the Torian Pro programming, and that is this weekend also. Uh, Lowland, do they have the uh, the t- torque tank? The torque tank? The no. Okay. No, they have the. They probably have the least like odd objects uh, implements in their programming here. Which I'm and, okay. yeah, I'm good with that. And and going back to so I understand what you mean by having a tight tight cap. You don't mind uh, a few people finishing and a few people not finishing getting as long as that's as long as that's the intent and it wasn't like we didn't have anyone protest this but we think this is how it's going to be and then they're like oh fuck this is way too hard right but it, but it seems clear that they know it's going to be hard and if that's the case i love it even more okay uh lowlands throw down a uh, good programming time cap exception on event five we just talked about that okay uh i was i was sorry i was trying to f- see if i could pull up an, an event and be uh uh, did, just, did we talk about the, a button on your shirt, Sama? Okay, thank you. 
struggling now, to breathe. Over now there. I went from working at Target to being a State Farm guy. Uh, did, did you guys talk about the Mac, the distance on the Echo bike? No, that's bad. Oh, we're moving to the Mac. I thought we were staying on week one. Is that's that and is that bad for what we talked about earlier? Um, not in this show, but um, Taylor, when you were on uh, last time, in regards to you're not rewarded because the uh, on the Echo bike for distance, the harder you push, we got yeah, the same J- problem that we have with the torque tank. Jr. can speak to this, I think, a lot. I don't know, I can. Yeah, well, you know, actually, his first question was talking about the machine bias at Syndicate, and I think that's something good to discuss eventually. Let's do it. We're going to talk about one that has swimming and one, you know, whatever. If you look at Syndicate and you have people that say that it's more machine biased. When you look at the you look at the Echo Bike workout, there's 60 calories total, there's 60 dumbbell reps total, and then there's I don't know, I think it's like 450 or 600 feet of torque tank pushing. And you say, okay, well, you have to come out hot, and you have to go hard on the round of 30, or you just can't make up the ground in the end. Maybe that was their maybe that was their goal. Maybe they wanted you to do that. So then you go to the ski workout. And yes, 150 calories on the ski, time-wise, is much longer than the wall ball reps, than the GHD reps, than the handstand walk. And then if you look at Jackie, I think um, Hiller talked about this yesterday. When you when you stay classic to Jackie and you make it a 1K row to start and end, you do take out a little bit of the risk with rowing for calories, putting out a little bit more power, trying to make up more ground on someone at the end or pull ahead from the beginning. But in that workout, no one's going to row 130, but let's just assume that they did. That's six minutes of probably an 11-minute workout spent on the row. So over half of the time spent on the workout on the row. Does that mean it matters more? You can make the argument that if you row a 135 or a 140, you're only gaining 10 seconds, which can easily be made up on the 60 chest of our pull-ups. So it's an interesting conversation depending on the athlete. But one thing that can be said is that on those machine type workouts, this is going to go down a big rabbit hole. <laughs> do it, do it. Let's just assume Jason wins syndicate and does really well again for two years in a row. So he it was Mac last year at syndicate this year. And they're the same event programmers. If I'm Jason and I have a survey every year that says, where do you want to go? Why would you not say I can only go to Knoxville, Tennessee? That's the only place I can compete because everybody has a bias. Every event organizer programs to certain things that they like or they think is important. So if I know the programming is always going to line up to my strengths for someone that's known as the machine, why would I not always want to make sure that that's the place I go to to punch my ticket? Again, this is yeah, and that's one one of the two. It's, it's it's a big argument for the standardized program, but it's also it's also an argument for the randomization of the semifinal draws in the continents that have multiple mm-hmm. semifinals. Mm. But is it? But was it random? But we don't know how they're doing. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's an argument for why you should have it, oh, okay, if yeah, yeah. As, especially if you're going to have not uniform programming. It seems like the consent. A lot of this would go away if there was uniform programming. If it was good uniform programming, yeah. Uh, fitness but in also, Cape Town. Well, what would also would go away is the opportunity to have these conversations and to analyze, you know, the various various workouts, programs, thoughts that they go into creating these events. 
competitions. Which right. would save CrossFit a lot of headache, I'm sure, too, at the same time. Well, and, and also, this is, this is also the testing ground for the games, too, right? You get to see all of these workout, different workouts being done. Uh, and, and, you know, in a lot of ways, this is the most critical stage of the season because there's, you know, a, this is where you're really narrowing in on the athletes that are going to have an opportunity to excel at the biggest stage. And you want to make sure that the test is good. You want to make sure that the test is appropriate and true to the principles of that CrossFit has been upholding since, you know, since the origin of the sport and the, you know, the beginnings of what it evolved into. And, um, you know, like we talked about with the open, if we're changing the direction there, then CrossFit needs to communicate that because otherwise it just looks messy. What do you mean changing the direction? Like, like when we talked about with the open, if the intent of the open has changed, then communicate oh. to us that that's changed. Yeah. yeah. And if the intent of the season or, or, or the semifinals or whatever portion is different than what it used to be, then make it obvious because right now we're all, we're all operating under the, a certain like set of expectations that was ingrained into us over a period of time. We deviated from it for a couple of years. We're basically back to it, only it looks a little bit different. And so we're all, that's why we're asking these questions is because what we were used to in a similar model is not exactly what we're getting now. Do you think the CrossFit Games has ever crowned the wrong person? No. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, per, per its own standards, yes. JR? What, what year? Uh, I know what year Brian's talking about, and I agree with that. What year? To, uh, 2015 women. In 2010, if you're going to say and, and back up the fact that Rich could not win or even podium if he couldn't climb the rope, how could you crown someone the fittest who couldn't do one pegboard? Mm. It's oh, a double wow. Oh, a wow. Point. Okay. Okay. I wasn't thinking about the – yeah. Okay. That is not taking anything away from Katrin or Ben. They played within the rules. Right, CrossFit right. created a double standard for itself. Okay, so so that's – I didn't think you were going to go there. You're going by the rule books. I was going by the fact that um, – it, the, uh, the oh, you're asking out. about – I mean you, you also could say 2014. Probably, and I think mo anyone who was really paying attention to the sport back then would say that Sam Briggs was lined up for a back-to-back -back championship run. And she just got oh. the short end of the draw in the, semi in the regionals that year with the handstand walking event that kept her out of the games that she probably would have won. I'm going to pee again. The, the, those actually weren't the two. I wasn't even thinking of any of those. I was thinking along the lines, if there was standardized programming, if there was standardized programming, Graham Holberg probably wouldn't have won that year. Rich would have won. Because people would have known. Standardized what the, programming at, at what event? Uh, just, just in general across CrossFit. If, like, if, if people well, I think, knew, Look, look, I think that, I think that um, pretty much everyone would acknowledge Rich was probably the fittest in 2010, except he didn't have one of the skills. And if you don't right. have one of the skills, right. th then you get a, you know, a bad score on a workout and someone who's pretty damn close to you passes you by. And that's what happened to him. Like that wouldn't, he but, has an issue with that at all. But that wouldn't be tolerated anymore. The sports evolved to a point where if something showed up at the games, I'm not talking about something like muscle ups or, or rope climb, but I'm just saying if something showed up at the games, that was new. And it, it kept us from crowning the person who was winning the games. It, it, it wouldn't be tolerated. There'd be just endless shows about it. And that's kind of, that's kind I mean, of depending on what it is, you know, uh, there's, there's limited scope of what, what could be new, but there's been, you know, there have been these, like when the pegboard showed up, everyone was like pegboard and people were like, what are you talking about? Like Greg wrote about the pegboard in 2003 flips. Let's say, let's say flips, uh, right. Back let's say flips? back flips. Yeah. If those show I mean, up at the games and those become the distinction between who's the champion and who's the not, I think some I think the, the triple unders? And, 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 yeah, triple yeah, triple unders is getting yeah out there too. 
You think I mean, we're going to see that? JR, you think we're going to see any of those ever? Triple unders or backflips? I think we'll see triple unders eventually. Um, I think the scare with that has just been being able to judge them in person. Oh. Make, sure, make sure it's three and not two. But, you know, something that I've thought about a lot is, is things get progressed and weights get heavier. And we saw it this past year with wall walk into different handstand iterations into the freestanding handstand pushups at the games. And you think about pulling. Well, you have rope climbs and then you have legless rope climbs at the games and then you have pegboard. And now if you're not practicing pegboard, you're not doing what you should be doing. Dave is, you know, I've always probably read a little bit too much into it, but he's always made posts, I think, in his office with a with a climbing wall in his background. And I've yep, always yep. kind of wondered if he could figure out a way to have a climbing wall, a big climbing wall with like eight or 10 lanes that are identical where the pegs are. And you would progress upper body pulling into climbing because it's climbing. anyone who's done it knows how hard it is metabolically as well as muscularly. And, you know, that could be a situation where someone's just never done that before. They've never been, you know, whatever. I don't know how you do it safely, but something like that, I think, could come out like the pegboard. And, I'll people, tell you, yeah. and you know, people wouldn't be up in arms about it if, if someone didn't know how to do it. This is how they do it safely. It's already a sport, and they do that exact event at a really high level, and there are championships for it. They have the same uh, the same layout, the same lane, and each artificial wall. You have a crash pad underneath, and they probably put you on an auto belay, and you just fucking climb that thing as fast as you can. Or you make it like a 15-foot height or an 18-foot oh, height. You, you just fall. call up Rogue and say, we want to do this, and I'll say, okay, we'll make it happen. Exactly. <laughs> but I, Yeah, that's I love that idea because, again, it goes back to – what is it really important for a human being to be able to do? And dude, climbing is up there. Um, we, we have two more uh, big subjects left. I don't think we have time for both of them. So let's just blow through this first one fast. Why aren't the, why aren't the organizers asking for help and, 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 and who, who could they ask for help? Uh, we don't know that for a fact though, that they're not asking for help. Right? I think some are, I think some are. And to help, Brian's uh, point, help in what regard? Oh, like, so this idea that, um, this idea, I think, uh, JR put it out. It's a fucking really cool idea putting two events together. Or is there that level of brainstorming going on, um, that would, that could help that even within some of the, the, the criticism we're giving for the, the, the boundaries that the semifinal directors have to work in, are there creative things that can still be done to make these great events? And we're saying, yeah, fuck. Yeah, there are, are they asking for help to, to be able to do that from CrossFit? From anyone, like, 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 like how many semifinal directors reached out to Rich or to Josh Bridges or to Chris Spieler or even to Dave Castro? Did they even reach out to Dave and were like, Hey, will you do this programming for me? It seems like some, I think some, some events are hiring consultants and asking questions and some aren't. I I haven't, I don't know for a fact I could probably find out, but I don't know if anyone reached out to Dave, but that seems like a fucking, that seems like a no brainer. Blows my fucking mind if that's the case. Right. Or J.R. Howell here. Or Rich. No, I mean, no, I mean, let's face it. You know, I, none of these guys think they need help. And when I program my events, I don't think I need help either. I may have people that I ask, you know, for a little bit of feedback from, but at the end of the day, you trust yourself and you trust the ability to make a really balanced test. I just think it's been made even a little bit more difficult with the caveat of two tests having to be the same. I think that makes it more difficult on the organizers than if they just said six events go. Yeah. I agree with that. But I also think to the degree of, you know, what Jay are saying is true. They think they can do it best themselves, but this goes to now, what are we, 
what are the parameters for getting hired on as a semifinal and programming these events? And how do you interview someone for that? Because there's, there's only a track record of a few people being able to do it successfully. Credentials as defined by Tyler Watkins. Well, I also, I also think um, picking people who are high profile could be good for your credentials or experience, Brian. But, oh, well, no, he used that word earlier, I think. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but seven, a lot of those um, people are also still heavily involved in coaching, programming, or competing in the sport, and therefore I think would be eliminated from being a good option in this part of the season. Because well, of their bias? Just because of their proximity to, you know, to certain athletes, training methodologies, rich, yeah. et cetera. Rich, rich being an example of that, but the other two examples I have are Dave. One, why would you not ask Dave for help? He would probably freaking jump at the chance. And two, uh, Josh Bridges and Chris Beeler did a lot of the online programming for the Rogue Invitational events. I think for both of them that were online. And I thought those were, was it 2020 and 2019 that were both online? Or they was- might have, but they, but they, all those people have those, well, not all, but some of those people have biases. That- but you eliminate the bias when you take Josh and you, and you and you pair him with Chris Spieler. And I thought those seven. Guys- I gotta get going. Okay, bye. bye. Uh, we will. Kyle will be asking Dave to do the programming for the California Hormones game. <laughs> so that's no. Thank you. Uh, okay, number six. Our standard. Uh, Brian, thanks for coming on. By the way. Oh, he's gone. Shit. That was really cool. That was a good surprise. He hit me up this morning, by the way, and he's like, "Wow, cool lineup." And I said, "I'll send you a link." I'm like, "Where the fuck are you?" He goes, "I'm in Europe." I said, "Awesome." That was fun having him. Uh, finally, uh, this fabulous outline um, that Taylor Self has made for me. We get to the end of the show. Our standardized six test semifinals programming. Um, these are things that you're suggesting that would make it better. Correct. Yeah, I, me and I think me. I think I can speak for Jr. We did this together, and I think this would create a really good regional, essentially, for all ten events. A, a balanced test that hits all the modalities that tests all the things you want it to test and is CrossFit and doesn't really leave anything out. Hey dude, do you guys do that or just tease that? Because I got a coach at 12. Remember? Um, do what? Actually get off the oh. air. Okay. Oh, do you want us? Yeah. 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 Do you want me? Me, yeah, and Savon, yeah. me and Savon can go over it and you do, and you jump off, but I'm going to give you credit where credit's due. Savon, he said an hour, man. I'm not trying to get out of here for no reason. <laughs> you do you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for coming it's on. Lovely. I really All appreciate right. it. You're always welcome. Uh, so, and then there were two. I wish we could touch mustaches. <laughs> uh, so, so okay, let's so let's do this. You're, so you're saying that there should be uh, a standardized test. A, a standardized test for every semifinal. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Check. You just need to get that signed off on. I'll get on that right away. Uh, you're saying that there should be several iterations, meaning this thing should be hammered out long in advance. Yeah, we had me and JR. I did my own six. He did his own six. We sent them to each other. We talked about it, and we made a lot of changes. And we also did it in a pretty tight time frame. So it's not to say that it can't be done if you're rushed. Um, but they hey, should would you have the time to do all this if you were training? Is this just where you're putting your energy because you're not training as hard? Yeah, for sure. I don't. I wouldn't have the time to. Th- I wouldn't even want to think about this if I was training. Um, wow, it's amazing how quick you pivoted. Well, I'm at level three, and I coach three classes a day, and I love programming. I love like I I collaborate with my coach. He does most of my programming, but we talk so in depth. It's just about my training, though. It's not about how would we program for other people. So I, the other part of it is I obsess about 
you know, I've been an obsessive fan since I started CrossFit, obsessed with the sport. And I love it. Um, I love everything about it. Do you program for anybody? Uh, I program with Andy, um, newly starting for our gym and um, for myself <laughs> with my coach. Uh, but no one's reached out to you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working with one kid at our gym now, but no, no, uh, I've had people reach out to me before, but it was kind of like, I just don't have time to do it. Right. Fuck off. It's all not, not me. fuck off. Yeah. Kind of. Fuck yeah. off. It's about me. Essentially, I guess. Yeah. Uh, JR is lobbying bomb suggestions. First, the transition break between CrossFit events and now climbing workouts. Awesome. I know. And, and someone in there said that like you would have climbing, but not swimming. Like, Hey man, swimming so climbing is if you can do fucking uh 50 pull-ups unbroken there's really i mean you you climbing is the evolution i mean it's yep. like come come on yeah. and human beings have needed to climb for for far more and for far longer than they've needed to swim uh uh collaborative effort you by collaborative what do you mean i, I don't know if i like that you mean like like all the people all the semifinal directors collaborating together or do, what do you mean by that i think no I, i'm when i when i say collaborative heard i meant between me and jr for these six workouts that we came up with that would be a great test for all 10 okay 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 but i, I thought this was think, advice for hq okay no i also think that's great advice for hq i think they have two options uh if they were to decide to standardize they were they can say <laughs> hey we're going to give you these six workouts and you're going to do them or I was going to say, hey, we're all going to meet five times over the next two months, and we're going to bring a list of workouts. Everyone's going to bring their own list of six workouts. We're going to flesh things out. I mean, you could fucking for sure do this by committee, and maybe not everyone has an equal amount of say, but you would get so many ideas from that. I mean, it, it would be impossible for that to be a bad idea if you had someone who could manage that group of people. Uh, yes, Laura Horvat did start in climbing. That's correct. Yep. Well, well said. Well pointed out. A uh, balance test. You want a balance test? Aquatic ape theory. <laughs> me, me, meaning, 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 not biased. When you say balance, you mean e a good number of high skilled movements, good number of machines, good number of uh, time domains. Just the whole. Yeah, it is biased. It's biased in the fact that it's CrossFit. Okay. So you're testing CrossFit in each event, um, and that's the only bias. Aside from that, the ten general skills are pretty balanced. Um, the, the volume, the time domains, the loading. Uh, why no single modality? What is single modality and why do you say none of it? Tell me what single modality is. Single modality is the, is the lift event. It's one, it's, it's one modality, weightlifting, and it's not tested in the context of anything else, which is not what CrossFit is. CrossFit is blurring the lines between strength and conditioning. It's equal representation across the 10 general physical skills. It's How about at the games? I, I love it at the games because you can balance it. Like Brian said, you can balance single modality. You do. Uh, I mean, the 2018 was a good example. They did the CrossFit total. They also did 30 muscle ups for time. Okay. And I think they did a long monostructural event as well. So you balance it. You have a gymnastics, a monostructural and a weightlifting event, all single modality, all worth a hundred points. How many events do you need before you can get that balance? Can you do that at, um, can you, can you do it with seven events? What if they had one more event? I don't think you could test single modality with seven events and, and call it, uh, I mean, 12, 12 events. Maybe you could, maybe you could test single modality with seven events, but you would also have to have a CrossFit workout like similar to 2018 regionals. 2018 regionals is a good example, actually, because you have, you have Linda, which is single modality, but it's still a triplet. You have bench press, squat, clean, deadlift, but then you also have uh, the gymnastics workout 
which is muscle ups, pistol squats, handstand obstacle. So that's still single modality in terms of gymnastics, but it's a triplet. So you have these single modality tests, but it's within the context of a CrossFit workout. It's those not, all those movements were in the same workout. That was a triplet. It was a it was yeah. The workout was I think thirteen muscle ups, uh, handstand obstacle, and then you do a certain amount of pistols, and the pistols increase each round. That's and then a badass like, workout. I don't it remember was fucking, that. Well, that's what you get with Dave. His shit was on point. Have they thought about using the foam weights in the water? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Sevon, start having the thumb on more often. It's been kick-ass to hear his opinion. I know. Uh, it, let me tell you something. I was fucking sweating last night. He got all bossy in the text. He's like, we're doing this, and we're doing it tomorrow at this time. And I'm like, I don't fucking – I can't – Brian carries these shows. What a fucking – the thumb comes on and doesn't say a fucking word, but he's been – he's on fire. He, I, I know. I'm going to give him a fucking A+. Plus. Uh, and um, finally, um, uh, just in summation – Oh no! Okay. Uh, we have workouts oh. to go over. Say that again. I said we have workouts to go over. I, I want to share what me and Jr. came up with. Do I have these in a card somewhere? You have them um, in the outline that I sent. Okay. Uh, do, do you need? Do you need? I can. Can I screen share or just you? I think just me, unless okay. you see the button. It's okay. I'll try to screen share this and try to make it bigger. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Let's go to that because we're getting we're running long here. So, so what you're about to see here, this is fucking ballsy of you, man. You got balls. What you're about to see here are the six, uh, workouts. Hiller that, did it and I did it better. Me and JR did it better. And that's why we did it. So, so, so just so you know, there's three, there's, there's the actual semifinals. Then there's a, a better version that Hiller did. And now what we're going to show you on the seven podcast is the best version, uh, created by the thumb and, uh, uh, the thumb Taylor self and uh, J.R. Howell. Okay, let me see if I can do this. So this finally, you got this is all what everyone's been waiting for. And this isn't to say that me and Jr. can do it best. It's just saying that me and Jr. think this would be way better than what we have now. Oh, I wonder if I'm going to be able to do this. Do I know what I'm doing? Screen two. Oh, that doesn't look right. What if I share? What if I share like some porn window that's open? Share screen. Huh. <laughs> Windows. So weird that I can't see that. Let me see what happens here. Hmm. Oh, there you go. And just pull up my Word document that I sent you. No, that's not right. You don't. You I see, see that. Well, I see MCX event announcement. MCX. Yeah. That's just that. I'm just pulled that just right off the Torian Pro site. I, I'm trying to see how I can share this screen. I don't know why I can't share it. Normally, it's just so easy. Share screen. Oh, I know how I can do it. Let's see if I can do it like this. I apologize, guys. This is all my fault. Export to PDF. Next. Uh-oh. Hold on. Give me one second. Oh, oh, I already have it up here. Look at this. Look at I was already prepared. I was already go. prepared. Yep. Beautiful. So let me I'm gonna make prepared. my screen larger so that I can zoom in and see these. I apologize to you guys for this being so small. This is my fault too. Let me All see right. if I can go over here and make this uh three hundred percent. Okay, here we go. Is that bigger? Better? Yeah, it's oh, scroll, scroll it down. You're on you're on these aren't the workouts. This is the outline. I see. Oh, it won't let me. Okay, so hold on. Let me go to share screen. Uh, 
Remove from a screen. I apologize. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. Let me try one more thing here. Export to PDF. I guess they were right. I'm not real media. Uh, Taylor program. Okay, here we go. Why, do you see a, sh- a share screen button on yours too? Yeah, but I have to restart Chrome in order for me to get that going because I have to allow it for my preferences. Go ahead. You can do that if you want to. If you want okay, to. I mean, cool. you don't have to, but I'm also going to – I think I got this uh... – Yeah, let me do it. Um, okay, go ahead. While I, while I try to do it on my end, go ahead. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Maybe we can get this done. He's pretty passionate. He's like, yes, it has to be done. Semi-final programming. Maybe I have too maybe I have too many shared already. And that's why I can't do it. That Dang, you're good. Right, you cool. did it. Can How can you do it from your computer and it's my fucking program and I can't do it? All right, let me pull these up. All right, these are big. Here we go. Okay. So these are the workouts me and JR together think are better than what we have now. And we think they're better because all 10 events have to do all six of these. They're balanced, they're CrossFit. And you send the you, you test everybody the same way. We think it's we think it's a better way to do it. A couple of them, like events one and then the clean and jerk, the clean and jerk event, we modified CrossFit's version to show a simple way that we thought they could have done it better. Event one is really simple. And I talked about it yesterday or the day before with Hiller. Um, instead of a legless, you just do one pegboard. That's a progression of the upper body pull, a big progression of the upper body pull. And it makes it relevant within the context of the workout. Now the 10 minute time cap or the 11 minute time cap is perfect. And in and, and, and the, and the current, in the current one is, is a uh... legless rope climb to like 14 feet. Okay. And and they have that as event three, or they have it as event one also? Uh, the semifinals can do it wherever they want. Okay, gotcha. Okay, good. Okay, good. I love it. And and, and, and the shuttle run, you made 30 feet longer. Did you say that? Uh, well, I think it could be 30 feet longer. I think when they did it in 2014, they called it 200 feet, but in all actuality, it was 170, and they moved a pylon. So same, same format for the workout. Now three, two, one, go. You start on one end of the floor and you sprint to the pegboard. You do your first pegboard. Then you run back to your pylon, advance it to the number two, sprint back to the pegboard. You do your pegboard, run back to your pylon, advance it to the number three, sprint back to your pegboard, etc. I used to do this workout every Saturday at HQ for years. And, and I don't know how far the big the gym was, but let's say it was 25 yards long. Yep. And I, I put a bench on one end with 135 pounds and I would do 10 bench press with 135. And then I would run over to the pegboard and I would do a pegboard ascent. And I did that for 10 rounds. 10 pegboards isn't that hard. Wow. 10. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. Uh, it's not. It's but not. You add, but you add intensity and especially that density, you're going to have and you're going to have people that are having issues. Right. I, and I guess that these are big men. They're not tiny like me. So. All right. Okay, good. Okay, event two. I love it. Um, event two. Let me see. Sorry, I have issues. There we go. Event two is four time and it's interval style. So you're you're 
the goal of the workout is 40 squat snatches at we'll call it regional body weight. They used this for regional Linda in 2018. They took the average of all the competitors' weights and came up with 195 for the men. They took the average for the women, came up with 145. So we got a body weight squat snatch, 40 reps for time, performed interval style. So two minutes on, one minute off, two minutes on, one minute off, two minutes on, one minute off, and the final interval adds the last minute of rest in to make it a three-minute interval. So at three, two, one, go. Men do 18 calories on the echo bike. Women do 14. You do an 80-foot handstand walk, and you could do two-by-40-foot segments, four-by-20-foot segments, or just one 80-foot length and have them have the requirement be 10-foot unbroken segments. So I like that the best. 18 cows for guys, 14 for women's. You handstand walk 80 feet down the lane, and you go to your, to your barbell, and you start your squat snatches. And you have the remainder of that interval to get as many squat snatches as you can. And is that what your score is? Is squat snatches. So if you finish okay. if you finish the 40th squat snatch, which I don't think anyone would be able to do in three intervals, in the third interval, you're finishing that squat snatch in somewhere between uh, 9 and 12 minutes. So your time, it would be your time, like 9.30, 10.20, something like okay. that. Okay, okay. If you don't finish, your score is number of squat snatches. Right. Wow, cool. Okay. That's really cool. And, and good job explaining that. Cause I was like, fuck, I'm never going to be able to follow this workout. I get it. So basically you get four shots to get at to doing 40. 40 squat snatches. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I love it. Next workout is four rounds for time. 84 road pro double unders. So those are the heavy, heavy rope double unders. And me and JR toyed with, uh, the drag rope or the rogue pro. And I kind of like the rogue pro a little better for this workout. Then you do a 21-meter sled push. You do a 21-meter reverse drag on the way back. And Is that with a rope? You're pulling a rope? You're, you're, so or you're yeah, actually you, holding the sled? You no, know, you have handles attached to the sled, and you do a reverse sled drag. Okay. Um, so it's they Have Have like, we ever uh, seen that? I don't ever remember seeing that. Do we? Have we, we ever seen that? We did it at Granite Games last year. Okay. Where did, Does the sled bump into your feet? No. You, the straps are long enough. So it's, it's like tied. It's essentially like uh, – like tie downs essentially. Uh, okay. I'm trying to find a, an easy way to describe it. You have these okay. like, straps that are made out of like seatbelt material with handles on the end and you do a, they're like six feet long and you do a reverse sled drive. So you're, you're backpedaling, holding the straps with straight arms. So you push it one direction, you drag it the other direction, you go back to your jump rope, you do another round, another round and a final round. And when you return your sled drag to where your jump rope is, you pick up your two kettlebells 70s for the women or sorry 70s for the men 50s for the women and you do a 42 meter front rack lunge to finish so you get an element of a race in there yep i love um, it i always love that when there's the element of the race at the end the, the visual yeah i love the visual lunge finish is so good in the workout um okay the legs are fucked up from the sled the grip and the arms and shoulders are fucked up from the heavy double unders and now you got to use both of them to front rack lunge to the finish i love it okay <laughs> The next workout is our heavy clean and jerk test. What we thought was better. What I think is better. You take, it's a twist off of 2016 regionals event five. And in that workout, it was three rounds for time, 400 meter run, 40 GHT setups and seven deadlifts at 405. But CrossFit evidently really wanted to test the heavy clean and jerk. You just put it in the context of a CrossFit workout and you test it under fatigue because that's what CrossFit is. So you do three rounds for time, 400-meter air runner. You kind of up the ante on the GHD. Uh, I like upping the ante on the GHD by making it a med ball GHD setup. 
the loading's a little light there, but it's 120 reps, so I'm okay with that. And then you do four cleaning jerks, 285 for men, 185 for the women. You can clean and jerk it however you want. The reason I went with that loading is one, I think they use short bars. Usually they use short bars. So if you do two blues and a yellow on a men's short bar, that's 285, and you make the women's weight the equivalent. Um, and it's just, a, it's, it's something odd. I think that's kind of like the 550 meter sprint for the games last year. Like I'm sure not a lot of people are testing 285 clean and jerks for reps in a workout. They're probably doing 275, if anything, um, you're not going to do well on that workout. If you can't lift heavy, you're not going to do well on that workout. If you suck at CrossFit. So- um, let me read this. So I was, before I saw this comment from Andrew Hiller, I, I, I was thinking what I like what you're doing is, is you're working within their guidelines. You're not saying, fuck you. You did everything wrong. You're saying, Hey, I get what you're trying to do here. You're trying to test a heavy clean and jerk, but this is how I think you should do it. And Andrew's saying, I will say thus far, I do like yours better, but to be fair, I tried to play with the same movements and workouts for the events I was altering, but isn't that what you're doing also, or, or you're doing what? Uh, aren't you also playing with the same movements and workouts for the events or he worked Only, with, Hiller no, no. worked with a little bit of stricter guidelines. Hiller, Hiller, Hiller took syndicates events and used mm-hmm. all of the same movements and just rewrote them with in a better format. And I thought he did a great job. Okay. And what you're doing is, is you're taking, we're saying a fuck bit- syndicate and we're doing whatever we want and here's what we think is best. Oh, but so the only two that you're giving respect to are the two that standardized. Yeah, the two standardized. That standardized. Okay, okay, fair. So, okay, so you and Hiller did two separate things completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't do the same thing. Two separate practices. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But that and that's my fault for comparing the two. Then that's comparing apples and oranges. I I said I did it better than he did, so oh, I kind of yeah. compared it as well, which I shouldn't. Have. Okay, uh, Hiller here to make sure keep oh. us honest. Uh oh, uh oh. Here comes some porn. Here comes some porn. Oh no. No porn. Uh, Event five. Event five is the chipper and the long workout. Um, we have squatting in a squat snatch, but it's medium volume and a moderate load. Yeah, moderate to heavy load. So now we're going to add some high volume squatting. Some would consider this still a moderate load, but when you're just looking at the implement itself, it's a light. It's a light load. It's only a 30-pound wall ball, but we've got 120 squats. And so now we're testing a little more squat endurance. You start with 60 heavy wall balls, 30 for the guys, 20 for the ladies. 50 toes to bar. We get a little more upper body hanging. Um, and I like doing this the day after the GHDs because it tests this core. It tests your core some more. And I think that's important. Um, 50 toes to bar. Then we got 40 box jump overs. This is, I think a nod to a little bit of the unknown and unknowable. It's not, I can only think of two other times it's been tested. I think 2018 games, they did chaos where the guys had to jump to a 36 inch box hit the box and jump over to the other side. And I think Wadapalooza did it with teams one year. <coughs> the ladies then jumped to a 30-inch box and over. So you got 40 jump overs. So 60 wall balls, 50 toes of bar, 40 jump overs. You hit the linchpin of the workout, which is going to be 30 dumbbell burpee step overs, 70s for the guys, 50s for the ladies, to the standard height box. So you do a burpee with your dumbbells in your hands, you deadlift the burpees up to the hang, and then you step over the box. So you step over the box uh, and that's 80, one rep. 80 uh, 110 times. No, you do a burpee, deadlift, step over the box. That's one rep. I know, but you have 40 box jump overs on either side. Basically, you're in the box for 110 reps. You're on, you're on a different box for this. You're not jumping. You're stepping up with the load here. You're jumping over 40, 80 times to the 36. It's a lot of jumping, but aside from the Rogue Pro, that's not really tested a lot in okay. this time. So you... 
you got 40, so 30 dumbbell step overs, another 40 box jump overs. You're going back up the ladder, another 50 toes to bar, another 60 wall balls. Um, I think to your point, you're making, you're making, uh, you're drawing uh, some sort of thought in terms of 120 or 110 reps on the box. What are your thoughts? Yeah. There? You know what? I, I, I would like the idea if it was, I'd like it if it was, what if it was just the same box? I like the idea of it just being the same box for the aesthetic. You're, you're jumping over a box for 40, and then you pick up the dumbbells, and you have to cross over the same box with the dumbbells, and then you get to put the dumbbells down, and you're free again to jump back and forth over the box. JR made that argument that he thought he, – he said when we were coming up with these that it would require two boxes and that he liked one box better. I, I said I like, the way, I like the way it looks. I, I think I like the way it looks too. I like the 36 to 30 inch better. And there's no way you're fucking stepping up to that with the 70s. And, and the truth is also with yours too, if you have three boxes, you can actually see who's in first place. Yeah. So you do, well, you can still see who's in You know what I mean? Place. Like you could, yeah. as they move along. So you do your 40 jump overs, then you do advance to your next box. You do your 30 step overs, then you advance to your next box. You do your 40 jump overs, and then you go back to the rig for the final part of the ladder. Another 50 okay. toes to bar. And good luck with the last 60 wall balls. And finally, with equal points tied for first place would be Taylor Self and Colton Mertens going into event six. Right. (laughs) Um, And then the final is short. It's short like CrossFit wanted it to be, um, but it places a really high level of importance on each of the movements. 21 muscle-ups is really hard for most men to do unbroken. Not impossible at all. A lot of guys can do it unbroken but it's hard. And then you go to 21 sandbag cleans with the 150, 100 for the ladies. And that's also going to be really difficult, but you can do it fast. And so the time caps five minutes, I think for the best in the world, they do it under four. Um, but it fucking hurts a lot to do it. I think a lot of these finals are, they hurt, but I don't know that they hurt the way that a final should hurt. Um, so I, I so just, you did play within some rules you played within the rules of putting in a triplet, a chipper, uh, high power output. So you did follow those rules. Well, because we you followed, just referenced it, right? You said we followed we did the event. rules of CrossFit. I didn't. I didn't know that the that the parameters were a triplet, a chipper. All I knew that the parameters were was one long, one short, and two medium. Then so, why did you say there at the end we did a short one like CrossFit wanted? That was just coincidence. Uh, that was coincidence, but it's also in the history of regionals or semifinals is the final is short and the final is fun. The final is exciting. You do, you go to event six, you have 21 muscle ups on the rig, and then you got three sets of seven sandbag cleans, advance every seven reps, carry the sandbag to the finish or better yet sprint to the finish. That's exciting to watch. It's exciting to watch people do muscle ups and it's exciting to watch people flounder on the sandbag after you've done 21. Everyone loves some good floundering. Uh, what, what region is, um, Colton Mertens in Colton Mertens is a granite games. I believe. How do I, how do I, uh, so, so I would go to the leaderboard if I want to see, and I go to semifinals and then I go to granite games. Uh, Brandon Waddell asked, why not a devil's press or a dumbbell over shoulder for the 30 rep spot? And my response to that is we wanted to make the workout a little harder and we wanted to add a movement that again was unknown and unknowable. People know about the dumbbell burpee step over. Not a lot of people like to do them in training because they fucking suck and they don't think they've ever been tested in competition. So it's an element that's like, hey, this is new and it's hard. There you go. 
Man, uh, uh, um, this this Granite Games is savage. Oh, the field is deep for sure. Matt DeLugos, Chandler Smith, Samuel Quant, Brent Fikowski. All right, how do I go to – I'm going to stop sharing my screen now. Phil Toon, Colton Mertens, Travis Mayer. Oh, shit. Yeah. Tim Paulson, Anthony Davis. Oh, no. And what that speaks fucking to uh, mess. That speaks to uh, what week is that? That's week three. So we have to wait till week three to see Colton go. Yeah. And that speaks to Brian's point about some of these regions shouldn't get the amount of spots that they do because you have events like Granite Games where you could probably send seven guys that'll do really well at the games, at least more deserving than, than the other than some of the other semifinals. Uh, we, uh, let me read this final comment from Will Branstetter. I don't think it's fair for anyone to say there's too much squatting in the syndicate. If this set of workouts is considered a good test, my opinion, you mean, uh, what, uh, Taylor just said? Yeah. Taylor, fuck off. No, I'm not saying it's too much squatting at all. You look at 2016 regionals and five of it's definitely four, but maybe five of the six events have squatting. So we're not saying that, Oh, it's too much squatting. What we're saying is in the workouts back to back, they're testing the same squat. You have 150 wall balls with a 20, not even a 30. You got 150 wall balls with a 20, and then you have 100 thrusters with an empty bar. It is the same movement. So in 2016 regionals, they did uh, the, the squat snatch ladder. They also had overhead squats. They also had thrusters, um, and all those are different. They had pistol squats. Again, all those are different. So it's not, it's not per se that I think Syndicate has too much squatting. I think Syndicate has too much machines. The problem with the squatting is that it's back-to-back workouts and it's the same squatting. You look at it, and and that's either way. And by the way, we will be totally. Uh, Sam, Sam, I'm so sorry. I forgot you. Who are you? Sam must be in the Granite Games. God, Sam, you're a good dude. Oh, Sam Quant. No, no, not Sam Quant. San Demister. Let me see if he's even on here. Uh, let me just say this before we fucking everyone tunes out here. I do not know how we're covering the Syndicate, the Torian Pro, or the Lowlands. Um, I do know that um, uh, fucking Taylor has a lot of misplaced energy now that he is uh, not competing. Um, and so I suspect we will be staying very close over the next couple days. Um and uh and, and tag teaming these events and I will be using my Rolodex that's very deep to try to lure um beautiful uh athletes onto the show with us. Use so me. that so, say that again. I said use me. Yeah. So so that's where we're at. I will keep you posted. Keep checking the YouTube page. Um uh Caleb and Susan will be scheduling that and, and updating it as soon as we know stuff. And just like this one just popped up out of nowhere. Um, I have a feeling uh, people are super helpful, like Jr., like Brian, like Taylor. So, um, and and all the athletes have always been super kind to me. Um, so, we will. I think I'll be close to my um, computer all weekend. Okay. Uh, is there anything else we want to say before we get off here? That's it. Okay, cool. I, I know this is going to stimulate a lot of people. If you have any ideas for other shows or stuff you want us to talk about on the build-up, send it to Taylor. Um, he's he's uh, he's he's wound up and open, and 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 his creativity is firing on all cylinders right now. And I think this was a good proof of concept that we can do it, especially because uh, he was able to run the back end even without even even though he's not mad. Man. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys soon tonight, six thirty p.m. We have the High Rocks World Champion, um, Chris. It's a shame I can't pronounce her last name. 